Welcome back to Sequel Harder, uh, where we take a look at movie series that uh, start out good and turn out not so good. Uh, my name is Dave, although for this episode I may be referred to as Smitty for <laughs> reasons to come up. Oh. I'm joined as usual by my co-host Eric. Hey. And this week we have a special guest, Dave from Neozaz.com. Uh, plenty of podcasts over there, Star Wars in character, Indiana Jones in character, uh, the Grady's and uh, many others. How you doing, Dave? I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. And I feel bad because this is your show and you have to change your name. That's not right. <laughs> I was going to say. We should do something about that. You could call me whatever. I mean, you, you shouldn't have to change your name. Other Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Other Dave. OD. I'm not going to call you Foxy. That's fine. You can call me Foxy. <laughs> I don't care. I am so happy to be on this, John. And I'm going to use as much Philadelphia vernacular as I can on this show. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get through it, I'm sure. Um, So this week, uh, we're talking about the Rocky series, um, as suggested by Dave. Um, Dave, why don't you start? What was your what's your history uh, with Rocky? My history is long and vast. And you gave me a choice. I don't know, maybe because of, you know, you know, of my penchant for Sylvester Stallone that it was either Rocky or Rambo, and this was a no-brainer. I love Rambo, but I could talk about Rocky all day. I know you guys go back and watch all the movies. I don't watch anything for this because I know them <laughs> like the back of my hand. I don't ever have to watch Rocky again, and I know every second of it. It's uh, it's always been a part of my life. Well, not maybe not always, as we go through the movies, because I didn't really see them in theaters until I was older, but um, I'm sure you talked about it. We talked about it on Neo's as us having this premium cable channel in the Philadelphia area called Prism. And yep. Rocky was a staple on Prism. All the Rockies. So I got to see this and it became this kind of triumvirate as a little boy that it was Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Rocky. And that was my triangle of entertainment as a kid. So my history is vast. Nice. What about you, Eric? Uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> same thing. Just uh, marathons of them on television growing mm-hmm. up. Always, it's you know, well, I mean, one to five, yeah, you know, and then later on, I think I I saw, I saw Balboa in a hotel, and then as and then I can't remember, I I just saw actually I saw Creed for the first time for this, mm-hmm. so, yeah, cool. Uh, so I'm uh, probably a little bit less than both of you. You know, growing up, we didn't have I didn't have Prism or HBO or anything like that. So I, I'm sure I saw the first two when they were on regular television. Uh, and then I never saw three until like last year. Oh, really? Yeah. When I went through the first, well, I was rewatching the series, but I ended up stopping at three for some reason. But you, you had seen four and five? I had seen four. Oh. And so I had grown up only seeing one, two, and four. And because four was on cable when, we, when I was in college in the early 90s. So hmm. I saw that a lot. Or not a lot, but a few times. I, I guess that works because the the biggest disconnect between the movies is actually between three and four. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and because, but 
I guess I never saw three. And by by that time, we were like in the mid '80s, and Rocky and Rambo are super huge. They're sort of defining the action movies of of the '80s, and they sort of get twisted up in your head. Whereas Rambo goes like over the top, hyper violent, you know, yeah, whatever. The Rocky movies, now that you go back and watch them, are just a bunch of sweet character movies for the most part, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> with some you know triumphant stuff at the end. Uh, so for some reason, I just never made it made an effort to watch the rest of the Rocky movies. Huh. So I just kind of only saw one, two, and then four for a long time. And then I saw Creed soon after it came out because I heard really good things about it. Never bothered to see five or six. Wow. So this was my first viewing of five or six hmm. and second of three. So uh, Now, is, is this – I can't remember the list of movies we've done, but is this our first uh, Academy Award movie that we've uh, started best, a series based on? You mean? Yeah. It could be. Cause, yeah. I mean, the other movies, like Aliens and stuff, have, have won. No, yeah, I meant, I meant, stuff, I meant like Best Picture best or, picture or Best Director. Or, yeah, I would yeah, say so. I think so, yeah. yeah. Now, ha- having asked that, let me ask both of you this. Does does Rocky, the, I'm just talking about just the original Rocky, does it does it crack your top 50 of, of oh, let's make it easy for you, American movies of all time? I would say it would have to, yeah. How about you, Jim? I it's It's interesting because I'm sure we're going to get through this as we go movie by movie. My go-to with loving this franchise is not the original. I know it's the most critically acclaimed, but if you put a gun to my head and say you can watch one Rocky movie before you die, I never would watch the first one. What's, what's Which one's yours, though? Mine is three. Oh, uh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> so I'm sure we'll talk about that. And I, and I don't know, like, because Dave and I grew up in in this area, not not far from Philadelphia. I don't know if that sways our opinion as far as other people from the countries we did an episode on this uh, we did an episode on rocky three actually on the grady's and i asked that question then that do do people in the northeast like this more than other people i don't know where you're from eric but like this is like Uh, i'm from i'm from the bay area so okay so i know that everybody knows what it is it's not like a well-kept secret or anything but is does it mean more to us because it's out like we feel like it's ours i don't know I, i i'd say no I'd say just based on based on the message of the movie and I mean there's a lot of themes of just like, you know, personal triumph and and trying hard and then you you factor in some of the uh the American spirit in like Rocky 4 and stuff. I think that it's kind of it goes across the whole nation. It definitely does go across the whole nation and in fact the world, I'm sure. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Um but I do I personally feel I like movies more if they take place in Philly. Okay. You know, like 12 Monkeys and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. I always love watching something that happens there. So there may be a little bit of an extra hometown pride for yeah. Philly people. Yeah, I, I think you can't help that. Just as if, Eric, some, like there are certainly movies that take place in the Bay Area. Like when The Room comes on, you probably get really excited, right? <laughs> I get so excited. When he's it's, walking around, you're like, damn it, I know where that park is. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, it's so representative of the Bay Area. Exactly. That's what I, I don't think. I don't think uh, The Rock or any of that. No, I go right to The Room. For San Francisco, <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? That's your that's your San Francisco movie. Sure, that movie is a walking tour of San Francisco. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. especially that alley. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, I, since there are seven movies, this may take a while. So, uh, why don't we yeah, dive yeah, into yeah, it? Yeah, so, Rocky, uh, nineteen seventy six, director John G. Avildsen. <laughs> who we know from this podcast already because he directed uh, the first three Karate Kid movies yeah, yeah. and uh, as well as Rocky Five. 
Oh, you did Karate Kid, so that hasn't come out yet. I'm, I'll listen to that one. Karate Kid is like Rocky, but a kid. It's really yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it hasn't come out yet. No, I guess it hasn't. No, it hasn't. No. Yeah. The, in fact, when we go through, when we went through those movies, we we referred to Rocky a lot because there's a lot of inner ties between the two movies. Yes. Um, and here's where this is actually. I keep track of the budgets and the uh, North American grosses for these movies. This series of movies blows all the other ones away yeah, as far yeah. as profit margins. Right. Uh, Rocky was a $960,000 budget mm-hmm. and it grossed $117 million. <laughs> wow. 117x yeah. return on your investment. Wow. Well, I mean, St- Stallone pay- turned down a bunch of paydays just to be able to be in it. Right. That was the thing. They wanted somebody else and he was like, I want to be in it. And they're like, okay, we're not going to, we're not going to pay you for a writer's fee. We're not going to pay you for an ad. It's like, right. yeah. So it just takes some points on the back end. Yeah. You're good. Those stories are always great. Cause it was James Conn and all these other people. And the one that I hear a lot is when they were auditioning Carl Weathers, that he was in the ring with Stallone and he was doing scenes with Stallone and he, he just felt like it wasn't going well and he got angry and he said to the filmmakers, if you got somebody else in here than this guy, I might be doing a little bit better. And they're like, uh, that guy's the star of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah. So the IMDb synopsis is Rocky Balboa, a small-time boxer, gets a supremely rare chance to fight heavyweight champion Apollo Creed in a bout in which he strives to go the distance for his self-respect. That is a concise <laughs> little synopsis. It is. <laughs> um, the movie opens with Rocky fighting a little small-time match with, I uh, forget the other guy's is, name. Is it Spider Rico? Spider Rico. Yeah, Spider Rico. Who ends up, he shows up in like five or six or something. Yeah, yeah. He's in Rocky he, he's Balboa. He's referenced a ton, but then he yeah. shows up in, Bel- or in Creed. Oh, is it Creed? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 right. And so we get, you know, we get his status as a fighter. You know he's a small he's a small time fighter and he's beating guys but they're they don't mean anything these yeah. fights. Uh, we see him going to the pet store and flirting with Adrian, who's this complete shy you know woman. Yeah. We see that Rocky makes money as a, a heavy you know a collector for this mob boss guy, um, but he's too soft on some of the people that owe money. He doesn't break their knees. You know he just yeah. collects as much money as he can. Uh, so a little bit, all these scenes are just fleshing out Rocky's character right off, right off the bat. It's really great. Yeah, you're right. This stuff all fleshes out. He's not, he's not your typical just box. I mean, he's he's dumb, but and he's not a good boxer. He's a brawler. He has no technique. He barely. But how dumb is he? That's the question because it, it fluctuates throughout the movies. Yeah, and. and- and there's times where he says very like poignant things. So may- maybe he gets the pronunciation wrong, or maybe he gets like the meaning of something wrong. But he's he he, he doesn't come across as stupid as everybody says he is. He's not book smart. Oh yeah, but not by but any stretch of imagination. He yeah. could be. He's got some emotional intelligence. Yeah, he's soul smart. Yeah. <laughs> so the big the big thing happens because uh, Apollo Creed he came to town and his opponent can't fight because he broke a finger. Yeah. So he wants to do something. You know, and he sees Rocky on TV, and uh, does he see him on TV? I think does he read about him oh, in no, the paper or something? He reads about, about him. him. And he's called the yeah. Italian Stallion, and he's like, "All right, this little chump could." You know. And it's also the, the fight isn't the fight on uh, on New, uh, New Year's Day, I think. N- no, I thought it was on Fourth of July, and then he wanted to. Is it? Yeah, because he wears. Day, but he wears the. You refer to it as America's most important holiday later on, yeah, but it's yeah. actually New Year's Day is for it? some okay, reason. Okay. <laughs> so uh, he. 
challenges Rocky. Rocky agrees to fight him. Mickey comes to get Rocky to let him train him. Then this is after Rick, Mickey had like kicked him out of his locker at the gym because he wasn't doing anything. Listen, kid. Hey, look, yes, hey, Mick. What? I need your help about 10 years ago, right? 10 years ago? Right. You never helped me. You didn't care. Well, if you wanted help, I say, if you wanted help, why didn't you ask? Why didn't you just ask me, kid? Look, I asked, but you never heard nothing. Well, I, I, uh, I, I'm 76 years old. And, an underachiever yeah he's got more that going on than than he's willing to put in the time yeah so uh, as far as the boxing goes you know mickey and rocky train there's some training montages and then we get up to the fight uh other aspects that are going on rocky is you know he begins dating adrian at some point adrian's brother paulie who rocky also knows walks in on them like making out and he freaks out so paulie might be one of the best characters in- he's uh, well he won an oscar for this yeah team. i know yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he's yeah. he's He's great until he's the glue he's, that holds the movie together. Yeah, for you me. think? Oh, for me, yeah. yeah. I, I, I like if, if you if you want to get deep about this, I see, and this is this is a personal thing. I guarantee no one else agrees with me on this. That 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 the story of Rocky is about a brothership between Polly and Rocky. I can see that a little bit because they do evolve. Polly is unsettling and gritty and dangerous and kind of evil. Racist. Well, pa- Polly gets Rocky out of his shell. And and Rocky sort of calms Polly down and, and makes him a better human being. Yeah. And by the does end... He? <laughs> <laughs> does he? By the end, they love each other. It, it is... Yeah, I, yeah. I can see that as... I, I, I agree with you that the Rocky-Polly relationship is far more interesting than the Rocky-Adrian one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. Really? 
Yeah. Interesting. Because she, my running theme throughout this is that she really stinks. She's, she adds nothing but is a vessel for him to move the story along, but her acting, her delivery, everything about Talia Shire. Oh, I didn't I, think she was that bad. Yeah. I think she's awful. And deal, and and I always attribute this to, have you ever, other than, I guess, The Godfather, seen her in anything else? What is she? she, she no. She's yeah. lame. She's like a really, to me, she's always the lame part of the Rocky movie. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, she's sort of like the, uh, uh, the wife in Breaking Bad. She's just kind of the wet. Oh, bandit, yeah. right. <laughs> she's important, but I just she's never feel yeah. like she's effect. I guess she's effective because she's she's a plot device. That's all she is to me as a plot device. Like, I can see that, but she- I, I think. Well, I think. I think it, it's she's an, at least for the first movie. I think she's a really important plot device because I think that he's too scared to to do anything, but then he wants to sort of not necessarily impress her, but prove to her that he's. He's a champion. Do you think he's proving it to her or to himself? Uh, but I, I think he's. I think he wants to be somebody that that. It's one of those things where it's like he wants to be somebody before yeah. he can like feel like he he's worth her. Okay. Yeah. Good. And that's good. So that's the heart of this movie. It's Rocky proving to himself or to whoever that he is worth something. He's not a bum. Yeah, because he does. He has. I think you're right about all that they both have very low self-esteem and in that way they're a good match but every time i watch one of these i often wonder why he is attracted to her why he likes her at all i think (laughs) i think rocky can do better is what i'm trying to say yeah well that also that shows his self-esteem right he yeah she does look past his intelligence quite a bit but he he picks her why does he pick her there's really nothing interesting or attractive about her well she starts off they do that thing where they like she's because she's an attractive she's wearing woman. like three she's, sweaters yeah, and sweaters <laughs> and the knit hat and the pointy horn glasses yeah. but then like by two-thirds of the way through the movie she looks pretty good yeah you know yeah i i, I think these movies are good in spite of her along are, all are you along basing the this a lot on like the, the later adrian or, or rocky one adrian i think she she i like i'll agree i'll agree with you her character becomes pretty worthless after or right around three and after yeah she becomes a nag yeah and before it she's this mousy quiet person that i don't know why he's with so i know ne- she never has that moment where i'm like now i see why they're together i never get that moment in the entire thing and i'm saying this from a place of love like i just don't understand their relationship i never have doesn't uh i think in five maybe is it when when polly says that uh rock had never been with another woman besides her oh yeah i I don't remember that yeah yeah well that that definitely could be it um whatever however good or bad she is as a character what uh, to me what it does is it shows his tender side yeah he's always he's just always good to her and tender and I, yeah, I guess otherwise. Yeah, because you need to, you because they have the whole aspect of him being like a, a you know an enforcer for mm-hmm. the mob or whoever that guy, loan shark or whatever yeah. he is. It's like you kind of have to tender his and sort of bring back his macho ness a little bit, right? Otherwise, he's an unsympathetic character. He goes around breaking legs for a little. Yeah, shark and, and like when when at the end of the fights, he's all he does is wants to call her name. It's all yeah. he cares about, you know. So that's to me what she serves in in these movies. Yeah, yeah, she does. I just feel like she's bad at it. <laughs> because Fair that's, that's there, there's the, no changing your mind though. no that's the that's the best part of the original rocky is the end it is that he doesn't care about the decision 
here. It's chaos. Rocky, you went the distance. You went the 15 rounds. How do you feel? All right, and Thor. What are you thinking about when that buzzer's on uh, for that line? What do you think about when the 15th round when you're coming out? Adrian! Rocky. Rocky. That's yeah. the be- that's the beautiful part of Rocky and had it had it ended there that's what it would have been about. He he's not even listening to the decision in the fight. Right. He only wants to see her. He doesn't care whether he wins or loses and that will come back later in the franchise too. Yeah, so speaking of the fight, uh he does end up losing but he goes the full 15 rounds yeah. with Creed and you know loses on points yeah. which is way more than anyone ever expected him to do. Yeah. Do, do we need to talk about how this is partially inspired by the Webner Ali fight? Go for it. Yeah. So, I mean, apparently Stallone had watched that fight. Uh, and yeah. so it was uh, Chuck Webner. Very similar story. It's Muhammad Ali was looking for an opponent and they found this just kind of like salt of the earth, uh, big, like, like Polish guy or whatever he was. And, and they gave him a shot at it, and everyone was like, oh, he'll get – his nickname was the Bayonne Bleeder, and it was just he like <laughs> he would get cut up and uh-huh. just be, by being hit in the face. Uh-huh. He just took a lot of bruisings and beatings. And uh, he, like no one expected him to go their distance. And I think it it's highly debated, but he did knock Ali down in the fight. Mm-hmm. And one, one of the like only two people to ever – two or three people to ever do that. Wow. But a lot of people say that he stepped on Ali's foot when he hit him. Mm. But uh, like, and there's there's a bunch of great movies actually on uh, Chuck Webner, and he talks about how still he you know he got in arguments with Stallone about, and Stallone kept stealing things from Chuck Webner's <laughs> life for like the later Rockies. Yeah, he tried to sue him a couple of times. Yeah, that was that is that is a great backstory of it because that's one thing unlike apollo creed ali did that with lots of guys because he knew he was muhammad ali and he was a draw so he would go from town to town and find somebody that he knew was struggling and this was going to be their one big payday and he did this for lesser known fighters and wepner was one of them he did this with other guys too it's it's a great story that ali would even do this at all yeah, I mean, especially when you look at like Ali and Creed, and they're so similar to each mm-hmm. other. Yes, yeah. 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 it's showboats and grandstanding yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And still, I like the fact that Stallone. This movie is the start of him always including real boxers in the Rocky movies. Joe Frazier's yeah, in yeah. this, and Roberto Duran is one of the sparring partners, and he'll do that along the way, paying homage to boxing as a sport. I think he's always been respectful. 
so the the lawsuits and stuff, you know, Wentner can just kind of go away. <laughs> so anything else about the story here? Uh, I mean, uh, talking a little bit about the formats of the movie, mm-hmm. it's it, it, a couple of them break away from it. But I, I, the thing I like most about the Rocky movies is that it you get a you get a look into Rocky's life, and the fight doesn't come till the end. Mm-hmm. So it's it, the focus on the movie really is the character story up into the fight. Right. It's not a series of you know you look at a lot of other boxing movies, and it's like it usually opens with a fight, and then it's like they fight a few more times, and it's like they're fighting different people, mm-hmm. and this and this and this. It's this is sort of like yeah, it opens with a fight, but it's very brief, and then you don't ever see him really fight again until the end of the movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I mean, I'll probably talk about it when we do our, our little review. This, to me, is the one, though, that I, I, I just find it a little dull at times, probably because of some of the character things. And I think once you see it once, and you know who Rocky is, it's not necessarily the one that you have to go back and watch a lot. No, that's that's fair. I mean, there is the, there's the famous training montage and the you know climbing the steps of the art museum and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, now, let, me, let me ask you this: so, you, so your love of Rocky and and especially in its connection to Philadelphia, if the if later movies had never come and it was only ever just Rocky one, what is what does that do for you? Do, you? do you rank it lower now as a movie where you're like it's kind of slow at parts and yeah, definitely, definitely. So yeah. it's, it's it's only it's only holds up the place that it does because of the latter movies and yeah, it was the impetus for something that would uh, become one of my favorite things. If this was it, I wouldn't care so much. No, not at all. It, it definitely, the first two and even some of the third have that sort of 70s gritty auteur filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. You know, they have it. <clears throat> they have that feel. And, and you know, a lot of movies that came out before a certain George Lucas film <laughs> tended to be a bit slower. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was uh, this was also uh, talking on the filmmaking side. This is the first uh, narrative movie to use the SETI cam. Huh. Yeah, the other two that were before were, were documentaries. Were yeah. uh, Bound for Glory. Well, this one says Marathon Man also used it. Did it? Uh, yeah. This might be. I mean, well, it's, it's one of the it's, first. Yeah, one of the very first. One of the yeah. very first. Yeah. And and knowing that and watching the movie, it's like, oh yeah, there's a big old SETI cam. Yeah, all the running shots yeah. and all. Yeah, the. Up the stairs and everything. Right, so right. yeah, I get to st- and speaking of uh, those stairs, Dave, I noticed that Chris and Tim are doing that right as we speak. Yeah, they. Uh, he, I think Chris will do that any chance he gets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two it's, of the other hosts from Star Wars and Character yeah. are, are at the art museum. To, they're doing it like a sci-fi convention in Philadelphia, yeah. and they're like sh- showing pictures of them at the Rocky statue and everything. There's an actual statue there. Oh yeah. Oh really? Well, the statues. Oh yeah. So we can talk about that. I first learned about the statue when my like junior high school class went to the art museum. Yeah. And at because after the movie, what was it? The second or third one that they had the statue made. The okay. third one. This is the third one. Yeah. They after the movie was made, they donated the statue to the art museum. And what was the story, Dave? They they. <laughs> Kept it inside for a while, but then people were like, "This isn't art; doesn't belong in an art museum." Yeah. <laughs> so they they t- put it somewhere else for a while, but then they brought it back and said, "Hey, wait, we'll put it outside. It's not yeah, in." Yeah. As how, how long? How long has it been back outside? Because in one of the movies, Rocky comments like, "Oh, they got rid of my statue." Yeah. Yeah, the statue story is is fun to to read about because nobody has ever wanted that statue. <laughs> they made it, just it, it it is they made it for the third one and it stood where it stands in rocky three the art museum got tired of it for a while saying it's not art we don't want it at the art museum so they gave it to the sport down at the sports complex where all the sports stadiums in philadelphia are at the same place and it stood outside the spectrum where the fights from one and two are for a long time right outside 
And then the sports community got mad and said, it's not real sports. We don't want it. (laughs) (laughs) And it went in storage for a long time. And then they all settled on where it is now, which is in a little almost like garden area to the right of the steps down on street level. Right. And there still is at the top of the steps, there's a cool little thing in the ground it's an engraving that has his feet it's the bottoms of because he was wore like uh, converse all-stars and uh there's two little foot uh feet where he stood and and when he got to the top of the steps and it says rocky yeah Yeah, Yeah. that's still there at the top of the steps so when people run up there they can do that but there's always a line at that statue there's uh there's a there's a guy that's a rocky impersonator that stands there and he tries to charge you money to get his picture taken in fact dave (laughs) you were at the rocky run weren't you no, I have never been to the Rocky Run. Okay, I thought you were. I thought you came. Were happened to be here during that. There was even a guy that was a Apollo Creed impersonator standing there at the Rocky statue, and all this guy had in common with Apollo Creed is that he was black. <laughs> <laughs> this guy looked nothing like Carl Weathers. He was fat and out of shape. It was hilarious, and he was trying to get people to give him a dollar to get their picture taken with him. Yeah, there's there's a whole you can do the whole tour and anybody like I, I've done it recently. You can go to Mighty Mix Gym, which is right across the street from the pet store. You can go to all these places. One of the other places that they went today was the um, cemetery, Laurel Hill Cemetery, mm-hmm. which is where Adrian and Polly are buried in the movies. Oh, wow. And they have the they prop have graves. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, they have the prop graves. And you can see, like, there's so many filming sites to go to. And I think people that are big fans do this. We ate you at... You should put uh, together a tour. And, uh, and There are some. There are yeah. some. Yeah, the guy, it's this guy that thinks he looks like Rocky. <laughs> he, uh, it's oh, just, and all he has in common with Rocky is he's a short Italian dude. He's got yeah. nothing in common with him. And uh, we even ate at, uh, I don't know the name of the real restaurant, but it's Adrian's from the later movies. Oh, right. It's yeah, an yeah. expensive Italian restaurant, really sure. nice. But, uh, yeah, you can if you come to the city, you can certainly look up all these addresses on your own and do your own tour. You don't have to pay anybody a dime. Some of the places are dodgy. I'm saying <laughs> you, you might not want to spend too long down at Mighty Mix because that's in the thick of Kensington, and oh. you, you don't screw around in Kensington. Yeah, jeez. Oh, and then somebody calculated um, based on the visuals, like how far Rocky ran. Yeah, and they're saying it was like thirty-five miles. Or something. <laughs> yeah, there are times he's nowhere near. When he's in the Italian market, that's in South Philadelphia, and then when he runs up the steps, that is so far away from where he is. Yeah, the geography of the some of the things they do, and even we're going to talk about Rocky too next. The geography of just the whole beginning of that movie with the ambulances, none of it works. Oh, really? It's great. <laughs> That's awesome. A uh, couple of uh, brief uh, trivia things here. Lloyd Kaufman, who made all the trauma movies, yeah. is in this movie as drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Can you pick him out? or No, I, I think I just found it on IMDb. Really? Yeah. And then Michael Dorn from yeah. Star Trek is yeah. in this uh, uncredited as one of Apollo Creed's bodyguards. Oh, wow. Yeah. I need to go back and look for that now, actually. Okay, so uh, ratings. What 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 do you think, Eric? Uh, I I gotta give it a, I gotta give it a ten. Oh wow! Yeah, all right. This is one of those rare turns for me. It's it's it still holds up. I watch it maybe once every four or five years. Okay. And uh, it's just it's a good personal story of just if you try if you put your heart at something and it doesn't matter if you succeed or not. It's just as long as you actually go for your dreams. Very good. Uh, I gave it an eight. Uh, it is really good, and, and I enjoy it whenever I watch it. But it's one of those that I won't generally watch, you know, over and over again. Oh man, I got to disagree with that. It's uh... <laughs> uh, 
uh, for no particular reason. It's just you know, yeah, like Dave said, it's a little slow, you know. But I, I actually that's I that's my that's my favorite part about it okay. is, is just yeah. the the personal Rocky yeah. story. I, I enjoy that that slow aspect it is of good. it. Yeah, that's good. What about you, Dave? This is one of my lower ones in, in looking at all my ratings, and I give it a seven because to me it is dull. It is something that if I never really have to sit down and watch this movie again, I think I'm okay. If that was the case with some of the other ones, I might be upset. If I watch this, I will skip big chunks of it. Certainly watch the fight at the end, watch the training, watch some uh, you know assorted scenes here and there. But because of that and the dullness in between, I know it's a, it is a good character study, and, and I think – uh, he never gets enough credit to me for the job he does as an actor. Mm. Um, yeah. People, I think people think he is that guy. Oh, he's dumb, and that's the way he talks. That's not. That's not the way he talks. That's not, he's not a stupid person. Uh, he he wrote all these movies. You have to. You really have to be an intelligent person to done to do what he's done in his career, and that kind of always bothers me. But I, uh, I, I think. If I'm feeling rocky, I'd never go to this one. So I give it a seven. All right. IMDb comes in at 8.1, and Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 93%. Wow. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, again, we talked about Rotten Tomatoes. It's do you yeah. like it or do you not? And it's, you know, <laughs> you'd have to be kind of an ass just to not like Rocky. <laughs> right, right. So Rocky Two came out in 1979, and, uh, this, as well as the next two, were directed by Stallone. He also directed Rambo and The Expendables recently. This one had a budget of $7 million, and it grossed $85 million. Wow. So still a very respectable. Well, especially when you look at what you said, it was 79? Yeah. You know, what's the inflation on that? It's, you know, it's got to be pretty oh, good. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, the synopsis. Uh, Rocky struggles in family life after his bout with Apollo Creed while the embarrassed champ in consistently goads him to accept a challenge for a rematch this one and so again going back to karate kid we start right at the end of the previous movie in yeah. fact they, oh, I love they replay yeah. the whole basically the whole end yeah. scene of the previous movie then after the fight they go to the hospital uh apollo starts pleading for a rematch uh rocky isn't very interested or in fact very coherent at the time <laughs> after getting out of the hospital rocky uh proposes to adrian at the zoo uh they get married rocky has all these um like uh, marketing deals and commercial deals. So he's kind of rolling in a lot of cash. So he starts buying a lot of stuff. He gets swept up in his own hype. Apollo is getting more and more upset because he's getting hate mail, claiming that uh, he let Rocky go the distance. So his his reputation is uh, becoming tattered. <laughs> Rocky is doing commercials, but he's not doing well. <laughs> so watching that scene where they're trying to film the commercial, and you know, it was especially painful because they're shooting on film. Yeah, like, yeah. They're wasting thousands of dollars yeah, on film <laughs> just every time that he screws up. <laughs> that's funny that that's what bothers you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Those scenes are gut-wrenching to watch. You feel yeah. so bad for him. Oh, I know, yeah. And you got to imagine just being uh, Adrian standing there. It's oh. just like you, you pick up. He, like, again, like, we question Rocky's intelligence, but it's like he's he, he gets frustrated near the end of it, but he's he's not really picking up on... Everybody else around him kind of like getting annoyed with him, but then Adrian yeah. for sure is, and yeah, and she like you know she can't stand for that. Right. Yeah, I think this is his second best performance in any of the movies. I think he's so good in this because he's still goofy, but he's starting to get an edge to him because of mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and all the stuff that he has to do to support his family in working at the at the you know at the meat meat product the meat processing plant and all that kind of stuff. 
um, because he was on the top of the world the last time we saw him, and nothing is working out for him anymore. It's a it's a huge it's a huge like high and then a low. And I agree, yeah, because I like how he can't he he just can't go back to to the loan shark. He yeah. just refuses to go back, and so he works just a, a manual labor job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's, and it probably he, doesn't pay as well as, as the other one did. Right. And, and then yeah. when he gets laid off of that, he tries to get a, he gets a job at the gym, just like mopping up. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Spit, get another guy's spit. Hey, John, will you empty them buckets? They're flowing over. Will you do that? All right, right Johnny, I'll do it. let him do it. I got it, Rob. Oh, come on. Okay, Rob. Hey, Rob. Hey, wait a minute. I can take it. You know, buckets yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> you, feel, you feel so bad for him because, and even through it, he still keeps his positive attitude right yeah those some of those scenes are gut-wrenching when he's trying to get the job in the bank and the guy's basically just telling him Ugh. you're yeah. too stupid to work here kid <laughs> yeah. it's it's awful it's uh, every time i watch it it, it gets you it th- this is the stuff that where in the first one maybe i was finding dull i'm not anymore because maybe it's and and the first one probably deserves credit because i'm now entrenched in this guy's life now i'm i'm breathing every breath with him and I'm feeling it for him. And that happens from here on out, I think. Yeah. And even through all of that, because he has Adrian, he maintains a positive attitude. Yeah, yeah. It's, I just I love how anytime he's talking about his own intelligence in the world, he's, he's so eloquent when he does it. It's, <laughs> it's just so funny to sit there and listen to these people tell him he's an idiot. Yeah. And then he goes on these speeches about like, you know, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to work really hard. It's like, sometimes it's not about having the right, uh, yeah. you know, the, 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 the brain that everybody else does, but it's, yeah. And so you just, yeah, you feel terrible for him. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. Cause, cause again, he's, he's, it's one of those things where he's obviously smarter than Forrest Gump. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's not like he's Forrest Gump level right. intelligence. He's just he's just not he's not a very good reader, and he's yeah probably probably didn't even graduate high school. Yeah, well, I think he said he stopped it like uh, freshman year or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. You know, he's taken a few shots to the head over time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't help. That's another thing you can't look past. Is, yeah, he, he has taken. He, oh, yeah. the fighting in these. It's oh, you know yeah. It's it, it. You just they they take him to the face constantly. Yeah. And it, it reminds me of, and this is probably where they get it, was that episode where Homer Simpson becomes a boxer. <laughs> that, well, yeah, exactly. Clear, it's like, he, he, because Homer Simpson can take a hit to the yep. head, he's got like special goo around his brain or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Extra thick skull. That's yeah. What, yeah. <laughs> that, like, There's that's never, Rocky's strong point is he can take a hit. Yeah. yeah. There's never been an ounce of defense in any Rocky movie. Oh, no. We also haven't talked about how um, they kind of pioneered fighting technique and filmmaking with this where they actually shot all the scenes backwards yeah right yeah so? they, they put all the heavy makeup on uh-huh. and then as they would fight they would shoot the last round first and then go backwards and they would sweat off the makeup so they didn't have to keep reapplying it so they would they would shoot the final scene first mm-hmm. with all the heavy like bruising makeup and all that stuff oh, and then right. as they would fight and sweat it would go away and then they just started shooting oh, the later stuff that. yeah okay Good I mean, direction. It, it was so low budget, it saved them a bunch of money to keep like, having to stop, reapply makeup, mm-hmm. stop, reapply makeup. Yeah. And the direction is is great. Like he he put himself out there, I won't be in it unless I can act. Well now not only is he acting and writing, but now he's directing these movies and he's doing a damn good job. There's so much going on in this movie that a less capable director would not be able to handle, and he is doing it. And another thing to me that he never gets credit for. Yeah. Absolutely. 
So uh, finally, uh, Mickey sees a commercial of Apollo trying to like go Rocky into fighting him. Look, I know a lot of people out there want to see me in a rematch with a timid fellow who calls himself the Italian Stallion. But this man does not have the honor to meet me in the ring. Or is it Scallion? Now listen, What's his name? fairness, Apollo, what Rocky is your name, Balboa huh? did officially retire. Yeah, the bum's hiding, the bum's running. He doesn't want to face me. He's scared. You know it and I know it. Apollo, I think there's more here than meets the eye. You've been under close scrutiny ever since that split decision victory. A lot of reporters, Apollo, including me, yeah. thought it was an even draw. That's your opinion and you're entitled to it. But now I'm ready to have a rematch match to prove that this lucky club fighter and that's what he was lucky does not have the skill to last five minutes in the ring with a superior athlete like me the man's running the man's hiding the man doesn't want to face me so i say to you rocky balboa or whatever your name is that i want the american people to know i want the whole world to know that i'm ready willing and able to meet you anywhere any place anytime i will meet and defeat this so-called fighter who calls himself the italian stallion if the man only has the guts to give me a call and you can call me collect call me balboa this would be a legitimate rematch. The boxer against the puncher, and I think everyone wants to see them back in the ring together. But there's only one problem. Where is Rocky Balboa? I'm Brett Musburger. Rocky I think we ought to knock his block off. And finally, Mickey agrees to train him. So they do some more training. He chases the chicken around the yard, which comes back later. Adrian gives birth, but she falls into a coma. So they kind of interrupt their training schedule to wait with her until she comes out of the coma. And like the first thing she says when she wakes up is, you know, go get him or whatever it was. She win, was a, Rocky, she was win. Against it. Yeah. yeah. She was against it before, but all of a sudden she comes out of a coma and she's all <laughs> all, that, all that blood loss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot with her. She's dead set against things in all these movies, and she has a, a 180 all for really no reason. I had a hard time really determining when she was in the coma and when she wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> a walking coma. <laughs> yeah. She is in a coma through from from now until they, they uh, you know, finally kill her off. Finally kill her off. Yeah. <laughs> finally. <laughs> yeah. And then so there's the big fight. And uh, Rocky takes Creed to the 15th round, and then he finally gives him a good one, and yeah. they both go down. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the ref is counting them both out, but Rocky manages to get up, and, and Creed doesn't. Which Hell yeah. It's interesting. I was reading the trivia about it, and it's not quite how it would work because Rocky didn't get hit. He fell down of his own accord, so he shouldn't be in danger of being counted out. Hmm. Yeah. But it, either way, it's an exciting scene. Makes it more dramatic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every time I watch that and that last hit when they fall and they're falling down in slow motion, as they're hitting the ground, Carl Weathers' elbow drills right into the back of Stallone's back. And every time I watch it, I like really <laughs> know how much that must have hurt because he nails him with his elbow on the as he's going down onto the ground. It's I, that's a that's the thing I look at every time I see that. Yeah, and in this is it? I think isn't it this movie where they get in a big scuffle in between right at the end of one of the rounds or something? Or was it? That was a lot. It was a lot, but apparently they were they were getting on each other's nerves, and they were like, it was a scene where they were they weren't acting anymore. They were generally pissed off at each other, and oh, really? at each wow. other, and then they were looked at it and like, oh, this is good. We'll leave it in. Yeah. <laughs> that is good. Yeah. Well, St- Stallone's always trying to push the envelope with like like realism in these movies. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was the thing. Apparently, they had they had trained for months yeah. the, the exact sequence of the boxing choreography and. Uh, Weathers wasn't doing it right and he kept hitting him too hard or something like yeah. that. Mm. Stallone was getting pissed off. 
Well, don't make a boxing move if you don't want to get hit. <laughs> yeah, right. He always does that thing, though, and, and the, the real famous one that's on YouTube now is Michael B. Jordan, where they have to film a couple shots of them actually getting hit. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's great. <laughs> and that's what, usually one of the slow-mo ones. And you just sit there and you just take it. It's like a write of passage to be in a yeah, Rocky movie. to be in a Rocky movie. Yeah. Gotta take your I always wondered about that because yeah, you're right. There's, a, there's usually a few shots that are like, okay, there's no way they did this without somebody getting hit. That, that's the funny thing, the inconsistency because there's some of them that are like just so mistimed <laughs> and the hands so far away, uh-huh. and other times you're like, oh, that actually looked like you hit him. Yeah. yeah. But I, I didn't, I didn't know that they actually did. Like, I, I always wondered how they did those shots without hitting the person, but clearly they just yeah. hit them. I mean, I've always heard the story. What was it, in uh, four where he had Dolph Lundgren punch him and then he actually go to the hospital? Yeah. yeah, but I didn't. I didn't. I don't know if that ever made it into the movie or not. Yeah, I don't know if it's in the movie, but I know the the one now is the if you YouTube uh, Michael B. Jordan Creed, the one of the first things will pop up is him getting tagged by this guy, the guy from <laughs> the last fight. Well, I'm sure some of it is also they just they they mess up. You know, yeah, you forget the choreography, and someone leans into something, and right, and then just yeah, why not leave it in there? Yeah, yeah. exactly. A couple of trivia points. Uh, in one version of the screenplay, there's a flashback scene that shows Rocky's first meeting with Mickey. Okay, which is kind of interesting, and we learn that Rocky's first name is Robert. Yeah, it's it's funny that they yeah because he ends up having his sons his Robert son. Junior, but yeah. then. They never. They, no one at any point in the movie ever no. calls him, or any of the movies ever calls him Robert. Yeah. And there's a there's a scene in four, five, or six where there's a flashback to one of the early days with Mickey, which is after Mickey dies, but it's not the first meeting. Hmm. That's in five. Is that five? Yeah. Uh, and also in the first draft of the script, the fight takes place at the Roman Coliseum, which I thought would have been kind of fun. Hmm. <laughs> That've been interesting. They ought to play. They open that. They ought to open that place back up, man. <laughs> they should. Standing room only. There's no seats. Yeah, that's right. All right. What's your rating, Eric? I give it a nine. Yeah. I, I consider one and two to be a whole movie. Okay. It's it's almost in my mind like a like a part one and part two. Yeah. Because you you know the moment that he lost in the first one, which I, I love that he does, mm-hmm. and yeah. then they announce they're making a second one. You're like, oh, he's going to win in the second one. It's, <laughs> he has to. Right, they, right. They're not going to make a second movie and have him lose again. Yeah. <laughs> and and there's all this talk about how you know they did, I don't know if they planned it from the beginning, but after the first one did so well, they had, Abelson and Stallone had this plan for a three-movie arc yeah. where you know he comes back in the second one and wins and then loses his title in the third or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's essentially what happens. Yeah, yeah. third one a little different. A little different, yeah. yeah. I gave it a seven, so I came down one point as well. Still a very enjoyable movie. How about you, Dave? I go up on this. I gave this a nine as well. I think this is his second best performance in any of the movies. And one of the other things that I really love about this is... I, I love it throughout, except for when we'll talk about when it wasn't used, was the music. The music, to me, is another character in the movies. And the music in Rocky II is, I think, the best music uh, especially the new theme, which is the Rocky II theme, is called Redemption, and that's what plays over the opening credits after it's over. The whole the credit sequence is Apollo and Rocky being rushed to the hospital right after the fight. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that theme that plays throughout that is one of my favorite movie scores of all time. And that's what I was, one of the things with the geography of this. At one point, they're going away from South Philadelphia, and then they're on 
Broad Street near City Hall, and then they're on the bridge going back to South Philadelphia. Like <laughs> they're all over the place in that, and it's great. I don't care. It's it, funny. It, it, you got to think of it in your head, Canon, is that they're being rejected from hospitals, they're being directed <laughs> all over. The city. I like it. I like this retconning. Like, yeah. like we can't handle someone this beat yeah. up. Take them to that hospital. This yeah. is good. I like this. <laughs> this may be the most philadelphia rocky of them all even more than the first one i think because you get the repeat run up the steps thing with all the kids you know yeah. and why, why those kids are not in school and following him is beyond <laughs> me but i think there's more philly stuff in this like you said the zoo um anybody that lives where we lived has gone to the zoo and that is the old lion exhibit it doesn't look like that anymore right. but it's it's fun to see this stuff and you said like the movies in this era had this grittiness to them and to watch them now they seem way older like even more old-fashioned that this is the way the city used to look and it doesn't look like this anymore at all um even the skyline when he's on the steps in the first oh, two yeah forget it yeah that's so different now so i like this it's almost like a time capsule of philadelphia in the late 70s and then into the early 80s and i don't know if i like it more because of where we live but I just know I like it. Uh, the music. I, 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 a side thing, which I don't know. This is a stupid thing. But the Frank Stallone factor in these first couple of movies <laughs> always makes me enjoy them, too. He's, yeah, so let's talk about that. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it until I heard uh, years ago. I was listening to a podcast where Adam Carolla was interviewing Frank Stallone. And they yeah. talked about the, one, the, yeah. the song that he wrote for this and his part in it. But talk about talk about that. He's he, I I like their relationship and I I do think Frank Stallone is a talented musician but he's also become like a punchline. He even satirized himself in Fred Claus. Like that's what he is now. But I think he's a good musician and then with whether he's singing around a trash can at one point in Rocky 3, he does two songs in Rocky 3. At one point in Rocky 3, he's one of the opponents in the montage. Oh, he yeah. he's in Rocky Balboa in the restaurant and he always kind of when he's around, I don't know what it is about it, but I I've always had this thing with Frank Stallone. In fact, one of my email accounts, my, my email address is it's Frank Stallone, blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't know <laughs> what it is about Frank Stallone, but I always love him. And whenever he pops up, it makes me like it more. It's dumb, but it's the way I feel. It's going to be interesting with uh, the second Creed coming out. Cause this, this second oh, one's actually, yeah, one? they're making another one. It's actually this, this is this, the first Creed was not written by Stallone. The second one is actually. Okay. Yeah. So it's, he's, he's talked about, he's going to put in a lot more, older Rocky references and uh, like Rocky characters and stuff like that compared to the first Creed because it was just written as sort of like a side story more, more with the intention of being about um, like Adonis. Yeah. And so it, it will be kind of interesting to see if he does work back in someone like Frank Stallone or like, you know, uh, his son from Balboa. Right. Who I thought that kid was good. I like Yeah. 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 We'll get there. Right. So um, IMDb gives it a 7.2 okay. and uh, Rotten Tomatoes 73%. Okay. So mm, right, yeah, right up in there. Solid movie. Rocky Three uh, came out in 1982, again, directed by Stallone. $17 million budget. Any guesses on the North American gross? 125. Dave, you are so close. 125. Oh, okay. Yeah. Even more than two. Really? Yeah. yeah well. So I guess Mr. T brought the heat. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could see it as like you, you're you hesitant to see if two is going to be as good. And then when, mm-hmm. when two was good, you're like, well, then three has got to be good yeah. too. Like, and I feel like three 
one and two are 70s movies three yeah. and four are 80s movies yeah, yeah. oh you know, yeah by by far oh especially yeah. four especially four <laughs> there's so many 80s references in four yeah yeah uh, so IMDb synopsis, after winning the ultimate title and being the world champion, Rocky falls into a hole, literally, <laughs> and finds himself picked up by a former enemy. He's so sure he could fall in a puddle. <laughs> yeah. So, so this one, again, we, in the second one, we saw him kind of living high on the hog and then falling from grace. Yeah. In this one, we get a little more of that where he's, he is the world champion now and he's got his own special gym at the bell. What was it? What's that? The place, the Bellevue down in on broad street. Yeah. Yeah. The thing I hold against this movie in the beginning, at least, uh-huh. is is the fact that now all of a sudden, like now all of a sudden he's he's great at, at promotionals and and oh, commercials yeah, yeah, and, he's, yeah. and, and can, everything. You can read a cue card yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> he was so terrible in two, and no one wanted anything to do with them, even though they wanted to have him. They just they just couldn't make it work. Yeah. But now somehow miraculously in three, he's like a watch ad, and he's on a motorcycle. Well, you can do a lot with print ads. That's true. TV yeah. commercials. Yeah. And he's on the Muppet Show. Which, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, which was just footage from Stallone being on the Muppet Show, right? Yeah. yeah. Which I thought was great. Uh, and that's the other thing. This, the, these movies start to get meta in several ways. They do, yeah. Right? So we get, we get footage from Stallone on the actual Muppet Show. In later movies, they're playing... In the movie, they're playing music that was written for the earlier movies as like... Just like soundtrack music. Yeah. So it's like, wait a second. This song actually exists in the Rocky universe now? (laughs) You know what I noticed for the first time watching this? It blew my mind. It was uh, when, after he loses uh, to what's... Mr. Uh, T, Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang. And then they're they're training from again and they're watching the footage from the first fight. Uh-huh. It's the footage from the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, so, yeah, yeah. And so it, yeah, so the only way to get that is just some guy in the ring filming. Exactly. They do that several times later on, but this was the most egregious. This is where I first noticed so it. Yeah. I was like, that's not possible. That is not the TV footage from the fight. Yeah. <laughs> You're like right behind the guy. That's funny. You're right. You're right about the music too. And it's one thing that always bothered me was when he at the statue unveiling on the steps. There's a marching band there from some local high school. They're playing yeah. the Rocky theme. Thank you, one and all. Every once in a while, a person comes along who defies the odds, who defies logic, and fulfills an incredible dream. On behalf of all the citizens of Philadelphia and the many who have been touched by your accomplishments and your untiring participation in this city's many charity functions, it is with tremendous honor that we present this memorial which will stand always as a celebration to the indomitable spirit of man. Philadelphia salutes its favorite son, Rocky Balboa. Right. The marching band. <laughs> the, the Rocky theme doesn't exist, but this high school band has gotten the sheet music and learned it, and they're playing it, the Bill Conti score. Give me a break. That's dumb. Uh, yeah, that was pretty dumb. 
Um, so yeah, again, we start with the end of the previous movie. Uh, then we go to, oh, then, but it gets right into Eye of the Tiger, yeah. which is probably one of the best known. Oh yeah. If you ask anybody what's, yeah, Rocky. pick a Rocky song, yeah. anyone that's, you know, 90% of the people are going to pay you Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I, speaking of the music, I, I have to say that the, um, getting strong now. Okay. Song music that they use in a lot of them. Yeah. Never a big fan of that. And like mm. they 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 kind of leaned into it in some of the later ones, and I'm like, oh, this is my least favorite Rocky thing. <laughs> they doubled down no on way. it. <laughs> um, so Rocky buys a bunch of stuff. Clubber Lang, we see cut back to Clubber Lang working his way up through the ranks, and he's constantly watching Rocky and being pissed off about it. Uh, Always Paulie, pissed off. Yeah. So now we get the whole Polly story, which is, I think, a good a good uh, aspect. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, so Polly is he's jealous of Rocky's success because he doesn't have it. He doesn't have anything. Rocky's not like giving him handouts or letting him live with him because he let Mickey live with him. Um, but he's too proud to ask for anything until he kind of loses it one night and vandalizes a Rocky pinball machine. This, this is what I was saying earlier. Is that there's so many more Polly Rocky scenes than there are like Rocky Adrian scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it is a weird way to start the movie. This is Rocky on top of the world, and it's all like, yeah, he won the championship. And the first thing you see is Pauly drunk yeah. and disorderly. And you're it, following it, him from like bar to bar, right. and like he's yeah. at like right. an arcade. And yeah, that's yeah, why I, in that first bar because he's leaving, and the guy, the bartender says, "Hey, Pauly, give Rocky my best." He's like, "Oh, you never give Pauly your best." Yeah, you know? it's like, okay. yeah, he's jealous. Yeah, and that and what you said, Eric, I think is true, and this is a great example of it is that. One and two you view as one movie, and I view these as as one sixteen hour movie <laughs> because well, this, yeah, 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 yeah. that the way the way that that movie starts it certainly starts with the recap from the last one, but the exactly, first thing you yeah. see after that is this ongoing story. Someone watching this for the first time is going to be insanely confused. We're like, well, who's this guy? I just watched this boxing match. Who's this? Who's this slob? So it is really that these movies are a serial. It's a soap opera that is continuing until now. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I really like about it. You you really can watch them as one entire long movie. Definitely. So Rocky agrees to a, a little charity fight with a wrestler <laughs> played by mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. What's his name again? Thunderlips. Thunderlips. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> this was rough. The ultimate man versus the ultimate meatball. Yeah. That, that was that. I, and I remember talking about this on the Greedies because in his early career, Hulk Hogan was a villain in wrestling. I'm not a wrestling fan, but I, I think every teenage boy goes through a wrestling phase. And I remember Hulk Hogan being a villain, and he was like this. So I think, but because then later he became this American hero and. Uh, yeah. uh, but but at that point he's he's I think he's good at it. And maybe- yeah, there's actually there's a I just watched the other day there's a great Andre the Giant documentary. Yeah, uh, it's on HBO and and it I'd say the last third of it is is uh, Hulk Hogan like and his friendship with Ra- Arthur with Andre the Giant and how he rose to, how Hulk Hogan rose to fame with through the help of Andre the Giant. Yeah, nice. so, yeah, yeah. Uh, and in general, I kind of I'm like I'm not I don't think he's a great actor, but. You know, as a wrestler, you kind of have to be half of an actor, yeah, and half of an athlete. This, he's not. He's not. He's not terrible in things that aren't his own movie. But this, he was terrible in. Well, yeah, but it's it's <laughs> he's supposed to be. He is, but I don't know. It just felt like he could have done a better. He's job. supposed to be just like a showboating, yeah, wrestler. He's, he's supposed to be cheesy and cheap. Yeah. So Rocky's not taking it seriously. It's like, oh, we're just kind of you know throw each other around a little bit, and the Hulk thrashes him for 
around and then Rocky comes back and, 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 uh, oh, he gets his, he cuts his gloves off and goes after him with, you know, everything. Yeah. I think you can actually see the difference in Hulk Hogan's acting when he's, you know, on mic to uh-huh. the audience and then just the small scenes after the fight where he's just talking to Rocky. Yeah. It is, it's a totally different character. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, back in a Polaroid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. The Polaroid is hilarious. So, so then Clever Lang uh, calls out Rocky. Oh, at the scene where they're uh, unveiling the statue, yeah. Clever Lang comes up and and says, "You know, you're you're no champion. You know, I'll fight you anytime, anywhere." Uh, what a great and, scene! Yeah. <laughs> Mickey agrees to f- train Rocky to fight Clever Lang against his better judgment. There's some training, and then we have a fight in the middle of the movie, which is weird. Yeah. Uh, you, you you know you uh, we, Dave and I talked about this. Uh, my <laughs> my beef with that is you know you don't put a fight in the middle of a Rocky movie, and that'll become a pattern. Then yeah, right. the the two fights lose in the middle, win in the end. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That scene with them on the steps is great. I think mainly because of Mr. T. I think Mr. T is the star of this movie. He I never watched the A Team. I don't give a crap about the A Team. But this, he is oh, so good at peak T there, man. <laughs> I know he is so good at this because you feel it. You f- you feel it. It's real. And and Rocky isn't even because he's going to retire. He isn't even willing to really enter into it until he starts talking about his wife. And it becomes almost this racial thing about how Mister T is going to show this white woman. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, a good time, and it, it's kind of edgy. For you know, yeah, because uh, Rocky dismisses everything until that. Con- yeah, yeah. Hey, woman. Hey, woman. Listen here. Since you're a man and ain't got no heart, maybe you'd like to see a real man. I bet you stay up late every night dreaming you had a real man, don't you? I tell you what. Bring your pretty little self over to my apartment tonight, and I'll show you a real man. You want to? You can't. Mr. T. I think. I think Mr. T. Clubber Lang is his greatest opponent in any of the movies. He definitely is uh toughest opponent, I yeah. think. And uh, it's also revealed that all the fights along the way were not fixed, but they were handpicked. They were has beens and Yeah. After and, after Creed, yeah. No, in Rocky Three, all that Mickey admits to him that he can't beat Clubber Lang because he doesn't know how to fight a guy like this anymore because Rocky, because he's become rich, has right. become soft. And all those guys that he beat were not real contenders. And that yeah. destroys Rocky. Yeah. So uh, they train for a little bit and then there's this fight and Clever Lang takes him out in the second round. Yeah. And uh, Mickey has a heart attack during all this and uh, dies. Rocky gets a, a little bit of, of a moment to say goodbye to him and then he dies. Um, and that's the, the like because I never saw this movie when I was a kid, but that was the thing that I always heard or remembered was that Clubber Lang killed Mickey. You know? <laughs> like he, well, he, he beat him up, he and, yeah. pushed him, or did something. Oh yeah, him the, the, yeah, caused the, yeah. him to have a heart attack. But it yeah. was like it was a much more serious thing in in, in my childhood. It was like oh, he threw him out of the ring into the crowd and He's killed so Mickey. So terrible, he killed Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is a good. Like I always ask people that question. Do you think had, had he not pushed him? He may not have had a heart attack there. I'm sure not Mickey then. was yeah. Mickey was on his way out. But yeah. is yeah. is Mr. T a murderer? Is he is he culpable of any kind of charges here? Because it it really was the push that caused the heart attack. I mean, what do you think? I, I yeah, think but you, no, but you you put a healthy person in that place. They, they yeah. the same person's not going to die. So yeah, it's it's not 
Clever Lang's fault. It's just, it's just, it pushed up something that was probably going to happen in the next month or so. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I still struggle with it. Yeah. I, I, I don't, <laughs> it keeps you up at night. <laughs> I don't, like, I think about it when I watch it, like, and I watch this movie a lot. Did he, he certainly hastened his death. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah. to be hastening death is a is a definition of murder. Yeah, but there's a line you got to draw yeah. somewhere because otherwise, you know, that's a slippery slope. Do you think that had butterfly effect? You, going out of your door is going to possibly kill somebody somewhere else in the world yeah, through you know, events. Selling of, cigarettes to people's hastens their death. Yeah. You know. But this is one man's hands on another man yeah, pushing. Yeah. You him. can't. You can't put someone in jail for pushing. If they die because of it, sure you can. No, I, no, well, if you push them off a cliff, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> if only there were a cliff there so I could prove yeah. my point. Do you no. think had Mickey not died, Rocky would have won? Probably not. No, no, okay. no he wasn't. He wasn't trained. He so you don't think the distress of not knowing whether Mickey is alive or dead and and that kind of stuff had any effect on the fight? I think he would have lost too, but I don't think it would have yeah. went two rounds. I think he de- it definitely had an effect. Yeah, he because he was thinking about it. But I, I also don't think he would have won if unless Mickey had died. I don't think he would have won the rematch either. No, that's true. He okay. needed he needed that edge. He needed that, he needed something to fight for. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was just thinking he needed the different point of view that Apollo brought. But that's true too. But uh, yeah. But yeah. I think I think that he had he had lost his reason to fight, yeah. and, and now it was revenge. Yeah, because he just he just wanted to retire. Yeah. Yeah. He lost his. If only there was a song about it that played several. <laughs> Several times in the that was supposed to be the Karate Kid song. I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was actually two songs that. Well, the, no, no. There was a song that was written for Rocky that they didn't take because they liked Eye of the Tiger better. Okay, and that became the Karate Kid song. Okay, like the Peter Cetera song or whatever. I thought it was supposed to be the You're the Best, the Joe Esposito song. I thought was supposed to be the Eye of the Tiger of Rocky Three and Stallone turned it down, and it ended up in Karate Kid. That might be it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that, yeah, that's the story. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We talked about it for two and a half hours. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> right. So after uh, Mickey died, Rocky loses the fight. Mickey dies. Um, then Apollo comes to see him because he wants to train him to, 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 to beat Clever Lang. So Apollo takes him and Polly and Adrian to his old gym in Southern California. And there's this great scene where, like, they're walking in and it's just like a room full of African Americans and <laughs> three white people. And Paulie's being super racist. And <laughs> Paulie is a great racist. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of those. It's one of those racists where you like you look at it. And you're like, yeah, I expect that from him. Like, it's <laughs> doesn't shock me that he said that. Yeah. yeah, and that kind of stuff couldn't be in a movie today because all the oh, snow, the snowflakes would get so mad. Even though it's a character, it's a fake person in a movie, people get so mad. Uh, it it really adds to it. You're right about the Polly Rocky relationship. It's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, so while they're training there, a um, couple things. One, Apollo Creed uses the term "Eye of the Tiger" like eight times when he's <laughs> training. Rocky. Oh yeah, no that that <laughs> that was that I I specifically wanted to mention that it annoys the hell out of me when they do that. Yeah. And secondly, again with Eye of the Tiger, they're playing that music in the gym. Mm-hmm. They're playing that song that they wrote for the movie in the gym. Yeah. And Paulie's like, what is this jungle music? And I'm like, Survivor is a bunch of white guys. <laughs> That's Joe Perry, dog. <laughs> or Steve Perry, not Joe Perry. Joe Perry, Aerosmith, Steve Perry, Journey, right? Journey, yeah. yeah. Okay. I got it now. But also, none of them are Survivor. Oh, that's right. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just commenting that Steve Perry's part of cheering me. Yeah. I hate that song. Though. I hate the Eye of the Tiger song. Oh, really? Yeah. I, the score, It's to me, all these movies are about the score. Yeah. And, I, I and, think that the moment you put words in it, it's just, it, it sort of cheapens. It's just still a pretty good song, song for rock. It is, but it it's a good song standalone. I yeah. just don't. I don't think it belongs in a Rocky movie. Sure, all right. Put it. That, in that'd be like uh, you know. <laughs> they always talk about how like they thought originally to do uh, like disco music in Star Wars because it was like the seventies. <sighs> yeah. It's like that's a whole different <laughs> movie. Yeah, but at least Rocky takes place on Earth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So. Um, Rocky trains with Apollo, and and this is sort of what we were talking about earlier. He, Rocky never really had technique; he just had stamina, yeah. essentially, and a, and a hard left. Apollo teaches them rhythm, you know, evasion. Apollo makes dodging. him a complete fighter. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing is, Mick knew what his limitations were, and yeah. was like, "Let's just go with your strengths. You're, <laughs> right. you're a bruiser, and you can get in there. You can take punches to the face. You wear them out. You get in. You knock them out. Yeah, and, and, that was, and that's not going to work with Clubber Lang. No, they make it out to the. Apollo teaches Rocky how to fight, fight like a black guy, and yeah. before he was fighting like a a goofy Italian guy. Yeah, he was just he was a street fighter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then oh, so here's another one of those Adrian 180s. So Rocky tries to give up, but Adrian gives him a pep talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the start of the Adrian pep talk in every movie. For the next <laughs> for the next three, she gets yeah. her pep talk. It's the only time she really talks, and all of a sudden she is. She she was this mousy pet shop girl, and now she is like Don King. Just <laughs> where where did any of that come from? Yeah, right. I, I guess it's her character arc, but I just don't like it. Yeah. So then, as expected, they get to the big fight. Rocky wins, and he essentially wins by tiring out. And that's the strategy they're giving: is like you can you can take him when he's tired. You're not gonna. You're not going to yeah. knock him out in the first couple rounds, so no. just string him along and and uh, stay away from him until he's tired. Then you can take him out, which he does. Yeah, and it's kind of a th- uh, uh, spit in the face to everything that Apollo taught him because he really wins the fight <laughs> by not doing any of those things and just letting himself get hit over and over again. Right, <laughs> and just being able to take it. Yeah, yeah. He just. He, I mean, he, he uses some of that stuff, but he really wins it on his own terms. The way he used to fight, because Apollo was like, "What's he doing?" You know, like they're in, they're in the whole corner stuff. Yeah. So I, I like Carl Weathers shines in this one. I think he's really oh, he's good. Great. Oh yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. Oh yeah. There, there's there's scenes where them running on the beach together. Uh, yeah. At first, Rocky can't keep up, but then later on, he beats him somehow. And yeah. There's some great like midriff shirts. You know, oh, I know. 80s <laughs> belly shirts on the guys. Yeah. This is the most homoerotic Rocky of all the Rockies. <laughs> it really was. I I feel like they the only purpose of Adrian is to. <laughs> Like no, I swear to God, Rocky's straight. Like, yeah, he's one hundred percent gay. He's, he's not. He's not professing his love to Polly and, yeah. and running with Apollo Creed on him. I think you're right. That's yeah. another good use of her. She's his beard. <laughs> they are frolicking in that surf. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, how, how many times does Polly say that he loves him? You know, he gives him a kiss on the cheek. Yeah. And, yeah. and and there's, I, it stuck out to me that they're like in when they're on the beach frolicking around. There's like. Close up crotch shots. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! What's that all about? Yeah. All the, right, the, we're gonna bring the ladies into this movie too, I guess. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. Look at them. Look at those guys. Oh my god! I looking at looking at Apollo Creed, looking at Call of Weathers. I'm like, how did Rocky ever beat him? I know. Dave and I were talking about this the other day, where it was like, in the first two movies, Stallone's not that buff. No. Right? It's in in three and especially four, he's really ripped. Mm-hmm. 
but mag- the magic of steroids. Yeah, <laughs> that stuff is the the I'm 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 love this movie, and but it's fun to take the piss out of things you love. Them running on that beach, Sylvester Stallone would never be within 40 yards of Carl Weathers in a no. row. Carl Weathers played in the NFL, and he's got a big, long stride. And Stallone is a he, Stallone is probably about 5'7". Stallone's got a weird run. It's, 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 yeah, never. He's got a weird gait to him where it's sort of like... He's not quite Harrison yeah. Ford weird, but... No. no. <laughs> so not only did he teach him how to box, but he made him faster. You don't just get faster. Not, not yeah. like that. Yeah. Carl Weathers played for the Raiders. Give me a break. But I love it. Yeah, and that's about it. Um, oh, so I want to talk about Mr. T, because that was the other thing. Since I didn't see this movie in the 80s, but I did watch A-Team all the time, you know, I knew who Mr. T was. I knew he came from Rocky Three, but I'm like, why was he in Rocky Three? Like, how did how did that happen? Uh, Stallone met him at a bar, yeah. Yeah, so he it turns out yeah. he was like a bouncer slash bodyguard yeah. for a lot of like well-known people, and he would charge tons of money to, to, to bodyguard and, uh, people. And and then he just became a big enough name that like yeah like they met him in a bar or whatever and he was yeah. just like this. Well, you know why he wears all those gold chains? Yeah, go ahead though. Yeah, it's uh, it was the story was that everyone you know thinks oh he's just kind of a showboating ass and he likes to wear all this gold chains. <laughs> and now that the story is is that when he was a bouncer, anytime someone would get thrown out of the club or something, they sometimes they would leave their jewelry behind and not, not to not have to go back in to find it. He just would wear it on him. Yeah. So when the people would come back looking for it, he could just give it back to him that's yeah. hilarious i didn't know that that's hilarious he just amassed the collection of yeah it and then kept and then it became his look he he got rid of it at one point because i i can't remember the, what there was some worldwide yeah, was, incident um, and was he was rwanda something and he was like i just yeah. i can't have all this gold on me when there's like poverty in other nations right. and yeah yeah that's a great yeah. story i didn't know that his look is has always been iconic especially for that decade and i love when he goes to i think it's the thunderlips fight he goes does, he goes in like a tux but yeah. still still the feather earrings he commits <laughs> right, right right yeah he's got this native american look going on or something he does <laughs> but the, the haircut is apparently from some you know african tribe that he adopted at some point he's crazy i yeah. love it He's great, and it always everything you hear about him, he's just a super nice guy, and, yeah. and everything. <laughs> All right, so rating time. What do you think? I was originally going to give this a six. I, I know you're going to both kill me on this one. I'm willing to go up to an out to a seven. I, it's just I don't know. It's it's my it's my obviously five is the worst. We'll talk about that. One. But it's uh, this one is it's not one of my favorite ones. I I, yeah. I feel like it's just too much of a clone of the first movie of just oh we need to find another. Pre- I mean Carl uh, it Clubber Lang is basically an even meaner clone of Apollo Creed. I mean, Apollo comes around to be his friend, but he's kind of an ass in the first movie. And then they just found someone to be even more of a showboating ass. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think I think the movie itself is okay, aside from I really didn't enjoy the Thunderlips part. Oh, that was another thing. It was, that really took it out of me. Yeah. yeah, it took it out for me. And Mr. T was a little over the top, uh, but enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I give it a six. Enjoyable, but yeah, maybe I didn't watch it at the right age, you know. How about you, Dave? This is my uh, this is my thing, man. I give this a ten. This is one of my, <laughs> this is one of my favorite movies, and I understand everything that you said, and I'm not even going to argue with anything yeah, yeah, because everything that you're saying is right. Because this went from an Oscar caliber, Oscar nominated movie 
to them just going for the ridiculousness. <laughs> it it went. They used to used to be able to take them seriously, and now it's just just eighties action porn. Yeah. You, know, you know, if they if they didn't make movies past five, then I would be like, okay, well, there's more ridiculous movies than there is legitimate yeah. movies. But now with uh, Balboa and Creed, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of evened out a little bit. Yeah. You're right. You're exactly right. Because if if they just continued on this, that's that's what. This is the thing that people parody. When people parody Rocky, I think they parody three and four the most. Oh, of course, yeah, especially four, yeah, yeah. And the and and I've said a lot of critical things about it, but I still it's still one of my all time favorite movies. This is the first Rocky movie I saw. I didn't see them in order. This is the first one I saw as I want to say a uh, you know like an eleven year old. And Rocky in this one is so different than he is in the first two. He's not funny. He's not charming he's he's very charming in the first two movies yeah and i think he'll become charming again but in this one he is kind of depressed and i mean pre mickey at the beginning he's not the same person and i don't know if that was a character choice that stallone said now that this guy has money he's lost his way or he's lost himself for whatever reason i think it works and he'll get it back but he is very different in this one uh the the one other thing that always bothers me about this movie on is in rocky's one and two they make a big deal out of this eye injury that rocky has oh right yeah yeah. they never mention that again that they lose that they, they never mention his eye they mention other medical things later certainly but it's never about his eye in fact i think at one point Polly, there's an offhanded comment where Polly says, "Oh, you get your eyes fixed. You got your eye fixed, or something like that." <laughs> Great. You're, you're talking about the fact that he, like, out of I think his right eye, he can't. He doesn't have peripheral. He can't see. Yeah. Like a, a shot coming in from the left side. Yeah. That was a big part of the first two, and that's why Mickey didn't want him to fight because Mickey loved him and he didn't want him to be hurt, and that's why Adrian didn't want him. Yeah, to Yeah, we, we also didn't talk about that in the second one. Mickey makes him switch to being a right-handed fighter for the first portion of the move for the first right. portion of the fight because yeah. he's like. You know, you you need to throw his balance. You, uh-huh. you like he's so used to being you being left-handed, it's going to throw him off to right. to fight the other way. And then if you switch near the end, he's not going to know what to do. It's Princess Bride in this shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I am also not right-handed. <laughs> right, and then when he tells him to switch, Rocky's like, "No, I don't need any gimmicks. I can beat him." Yeah, but then he does switch. He, uh, he does switch. Yeah. yeah, everything you're saying is right, and and I am not going to argue with any of the criticisms of this movie, but it's one of those movies for me where I love it warts and all. And, uh, I give it a 10. It's, it's really one of my all time favorite movies. All right. Yeah. That's all about subjective scoring. Here, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> uh, IMDB gives it a six. Okay. Rocky four came out in 1985. Again, still undirected budget. And it's amazing that they're, ke- they're keeping these budgets well, I mean, compared to today's it's, budgets, yeah, they're low, not, but I guess in, back then they were they were pretty high budget. It's so. a character-driven fight movie. It's, it's not true. that expensive. Uh, probably a lot of the budget, budget is his salary. Yeah, oh, probably. Yeah. If he's writing, directing, and acting, he's definitely taking a chunk of that. He was one of the first like multi-multi-million dollar leading men. Yeah. In that in that era. Totally. Uh, and it grossed. Any guesses? Which for four? Uh, fifty-five. Okay. I'm gonna go well over a hundred again, like one twenty some. 
127. Gee, oh man, I really think yeah. that these are doing worse than <laughs> I know. I like, but this is the height of it. Like, this is you're like right, it is, yeah. And of course, this one, which is like USA, USA, screw the Soviets, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah, we're like the height of like the whole communist. Yeah. US oh, yeah, this tension, is like yeah. what the year after the 84 Olympics, yeah. You know, so, uh, okay, uh, plot synopsis Rocky Balboa proudly holds the world heavyweight boxing championship, but a new challenger has stepped forward. Drago, a six foot four, two hundred and sixty pound fighter, two hundred sixty one pound fighter who has the backing of the Soviet Union. <laughs> the backing yeah. of the Soviet Union. <laughs> there is manager. The entire nation is his manager. So first off, there's a goddamn robot. <laughs> <laughs> you bet it. Oh man, I I love that. <laughs> I love it. I love that. We talk. We we joke. So so. You know, you you guys think that I'm so all about their first two Rockies. I love Rocky Four. <laughs> I I think it it's one of the greatest in the entire franchise. It, and the- there's just there's it's a good balance of like trying to have heart and trying to like send a message, but then just like just horrible campiness to it. <laughs> <laughs> and the robot enhances that for you. It really does. It's yeah. The, the the robot just the happy birthday Polly and hurts just me to the core. breaks into like a <laughs> electronic beat and, so. the, and the, the lights are flashing <laughs> yeah and it, yeah and, and, and Apollo and, walks in and sees it and he does this double take at it even Apollo <laughs> wants to know why there's a robot in this movie <laughs> yeah and Polly has it turns makes it a female voice and he's kind of in love with do it do you think that was some sort of like product placement or something or some sort of like technical showcase of like well, oh for who God. for for some company to be like, hey, put our robot in your movie. Well, they would have should have branded it then because nobody knew what it Maybe, was. I don't know. Um, plus, it seems to like be semi sentient. Like yeah. it's way more capable than. Well, they're telling it things to do, like go get me a beer, and it's like than, mm, uh, the yeah. robots we have now. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is that? That's my girl. Thanks, honey. You're welcome. It's a nice song. It's my favorite. You're the greatest. See you, sport. See you. Paul, who taught her to talk like that? She loves me. Um, so well, what else was Polly turns it into a sex bot? He does yeah. change it. Like what else is? Going oh, that's on? right. <laughs> he does change the voice to be. She lo- he even says she loves me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is, it reminded me of of the Star Wars holiday special. With the well, um, I want to know that, that if if if, if <laughs> Polly falls in love with that robot, robot, where is it in uh, in Rocky Balboa? It should have. He should still be with it. Right. That's a good yeah. question. It's uh, his own Martina fault. Right we'll get there, but it's his own <laughs> fault for being such a shitty financial guy. But he lost his woman. Yeah. So somebody maybe, bought it at the auction. That would have yeah. been a great cutaway scene if someone had bought the robot. Well, yeah, because the yeah, they got the whole scene where the motorcycle's being sold. It could be just Polly chasing and crying after this. Have you guys <laughs> ever seen the movie Cherry Two Thousand? What is it? Cherry Two Thousand? No. Yeah. Right. So in the beginning of the movie, this is like in the future when you have like robots that look like people, and the guys screwing his robot wife on the floor and like the dishwasher overflows and she yeah. short circuits so he has to go find another one that's the whole point of the movie it's like oh that's that's what happened to paulie in yeah. his room. <laughs> that would be funny if you saw some guy walking down the driveway after he had bought her holding hands with the robot and paulie running after her so you, you should have written this movie eric <laughs> that could be a cut scene I, that's my, a better my, movie. Lo- my love letter to the rocky franchise that's a yeah. better movie to me so anyway, the real the real 
plot arrives in the form of Ivan Drago and his wife. I forget her name, but uh, played Brigitte. by <clears throat> Brigitte yeah. Nielsen and uh, Dolph Lundgren there. The two whitest, blondest people in the world. <laughs> yeah, they're Aryan. Yeah. So they they come as sort of athletic goodwill ambassadors to promote the fact that Russia has the best athletic training in the round and they've got all the high technology and Drago is the best, even though no steroids. Yeah, yeah. But the best training. And they're they're taking him around and showing him around. They want to fight Rocky. Um, for the championship, whatever. Of course, nobody can sanction this. It's like all illegal and everything. Yeah, Creed well, gets in the. Yeah, you're missing the whole part in the beginning where yeah, Apollo Creed. Yeah, his comeback fight is is against this Russian who I think he's never fought anybody professionally. I think right. that was sort of the thing was well, that not was outside that, of Russia, not outside of Russia. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was the thing is Apollo's like this kid's not trained. Like he's not going to know how to handle a real yeah. fighter. Like I'll just come in and mop him up, even though he's you know stronger than I am. Right. And and then they they set up a fight and it's it's this like s- spectacle to be seen oh of like yeah. the the, the <laughs> what was it the American flag trunks and like oh and he's got the top and hat and James the Brown kid. singing and James yeah. Brown who is listed in the movie's credits as the Godfather of Soul yeah <laughs> and he's singing Living in America which apparently he wrote for this movie that's funny I never thought that I thought that was like a pre existing song but whatever and it was a big um, hit it was on the radio all yeah. the time. Yeah, this is probably like part of James Brown's like mid '80s resurgence. Yeah, you know? yeah. And you're right about the the Creed thing too. That he changed from in in one and two he was this Ali like showboat, yeah. and in three he was more down to earth and subtle and really less selfish. And for some reason in four everybody becomes jealous in Rocky of Rocky. In four he goes back to that self-grandizing Ali type. Uh, selfishness yeah. right it's a strange it's just, as much as I like these movies he I think he's inconsistent with his character development yeah I could I could see that yes and no <clears throat> the other thing I think about is that later on I think in Creed um, you know the, the Adonis the Creed's son asks him what happened to him and he says you know time caught up with him it's like time will, time will beat anybody mm-hmm. and I think that in three Apollo knew that there was no chance he would ever beat Clever Lang. Mm-hmm. And no chance that Rocky could or Apollo? No, that, that Apollo ever oh, could. Okay. He, he knew that he would never be able to beat, that he's just too strong of a fighter. Right. But then when he sees a chance in this untrained, like non professional, yeah, he's like, oh, that guy I can actually beat. Yeah. Like, and then I think some of that comes back right. where it's, he now he actually thinks he has a chance. Do you think that part of why he wanted to train Rocky in three was to get back on top himself? Maybe. You know? It's a good question because it is looking at it from, I know we probably shouldn't do this, but looking at it from a real life sports standpoint, if any boxer was heavyweight champion of the world and lost to anybody, they wouldn't just disappear, which is what Creed does. After he loses to Rocky, it almost seems like he retires and just fades away. That would never happen because even, even in that fight, it came down to the last round. It wasn't like he got his ass kicked by Rocky. They were evenly matched in both fights. So why does he just go away? He would still be fighting. He would still have a career. Right. In fact, he could challenge Rocky again because he could probably figure out how to beat him. Yeah, and I know it's it's a movie, and it's for it, yeah. it's the, the, if it had been Creed Balboa three, people would have been like, "Come on, 
dude. Yeah, it, no, no a, one a, see that. It's enough. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's just six movies of these it's two like guys fighting each other. Three three Star Wars movies in a row with Death Stars. Yeah. Who would do that? Yeah. <laughs> but I could have used as a fan of this a subplot of Apollo continuing his career, even if we don't see it. Maybe a a newspaper's thrown down a, a Creed. Mm. You know, Creed beats so and so. Like, it, like that. That was just somewhere in the Rocky universe that Apollo was still out there and fighting, not just put out. Yeah, the but pasture. then would he would he put a pause to his career, Apollo, to go train Rocky? Yeah, that's a good point. Even maybe it could have happened in the meta universe, the meta Rocky universe, <laughs> in between three and four that Apollo had been fighting. Because when you see him coming out to fight Drago, you're to assume that he hasn't fought since he's lost to Rocky. And I could have used just a little something like a line where, like, well, you beat those last couple guys with ball, you know, like yeah. one of those kind of things. <clears throat> yeah, I could see that. Because when boxers don't fight, they get rusty. The the other thing about all these Rocky movies is they have so many fights. Rocky has, I think it's ten title defenses in three years. These guys, you're I, I watch a lot of boxing. You're lucky if these guys fight once a year. Oh anymore. yeah, they get so damaged that yeah, especially yeah. the heavyweights. You can't you can't do more than one <laughs> or two a year. And he had ten yeah. in three years. That would never happen. And, and I'm not criticizing it again. I'm just saying these are things to be pointed out when you're analyzing this franchise. Right. So uh, Apollo wants to fight this Russian guy. Um, he see, oh, so there was a scene where Apollo sees he's, – he's in his pool playing with his dogs and he sees the whole Drago thing happen on the television. It's like the TV screen replacement technology for movie making in the 80s was not very good. Yeah. <laughs> like you can tell mm. the screen is not quite on that television. <laughs> <laughs> so he wants Rocky to – Help him train. Yeah. And uh, and again, there's Duke from his previous movies. Uh, but this whole subplot is so short. It's like in the is. first like 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, oh, yeah, and there's a whole scene where, where he comes to Rocky's house and he when, like, he's talking to Adrian and Polly and, and there's a weird scene with the robot. And, yeah. and <laughs> he finally convinces Rocky to help him train because, you know, got to have him involved somehow. Yeah. Uh, and Adrian has to be the nag. She even says, it's not even her damn husband. And she's right. like, well, aren't you, do, aren't you do a, a little too old for this? Shut up, Adrian. <laughs> like, who are you to tell Paul Creed he's too old? She says a nag. She's a nag and then a pep talk and a nag and a pep talk. Come on. Get <laughs> it together, Adrian. So, yeah. Uh, so then Creed fights Drago in this flamboyant match. It was, it was this interesting. The very beginning to it is Drago is standing in the dark and then this weird light opens up ahead of him, yeah. above him. And it's the floor opening up, and he's in the ring when the ring is underneath the floor, and it comes up out of this big hole in the ground, and it's it's quite quite. And he's looking around like, and I don't think he said a line yet. No. <laughs> and he's looking around like he has no idea what's going on because yeah, he doesn't speak English. <laughs> His wife speaks English, but he doesn't speak English. Yeah, yeah. So. He has like three lines in the whole yeah. movie. It's I will like, break you. I, will, I must break you. Oh, yeah. I must break you. You will lose. I cannot be defeated. If he dies, he dies. You will lose, and if he dies, he dies. Yeah, I think that's yeah. all he says in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so he and and, uh, and Creed fight, and he ends up killing him. That is, that is, now that you say that, that is mean. <laughs> that they have him, 
He's he doesn't have his trainer. He doesn't have any of his corner people. He is just standing in some mystery. They probably go stand over there, yeah. and he goes and stand over there, and they raise him up like King Kong. And the, <laughs> yeah. like, like the, he's this like monster to everyone for everyone to behold, to be taunted and made fun of by this other guy. In the beginning of this, aren't you kind of a little bit Team Drago because of the shitty way they're treating him? A little bit, yeah. Until until he goes and kills him, you know, it's like, and he hasn't he hasn't done anything. His wife's been a little bit of a a bitch, but yeah, yeah. he hasn't really done anything to make you hate him yet, right? He's just like a good athlete. Yeah, yeah. It, it, come on, it's it's nineteen eight what eighty four. He's Russian. The, that's all you need. You don't need a whole. You don't lot. need a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need. His zip yeah. code. That's what gives. That's why he's the villain, right? <laughs> zip code. <laughs> Do you have zip codes? <laughs> no. It's probably those weird Russian letters that we don't know. They all look oh, yeah. like <laughs> the one looks like the symbol for boron. We don't know what any of that shit means. <laughs> so yeah, um, I don't know how. I don't remember how long the fight went, but but Drago it's short. hits, it's, hits it's uh, the whole thing's in like three four minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hits Creed so hard he takes him out, and and apparently. Um, Carl Weathers decided to do this thing where when he goes down, he basically goes face first and twitches a little Ragdoll bit to, to and then, sell yeah, the and effect then, yeah. that he's like super bad, super badly hurt. That's good. It is good. I felt it, you know? Yeah. And the hit that I guess really what you would call the death blow that he hits Creed with, he hits Rocky with the same punch. It's when he it's when he's against the ropes and he kind of hits him straight on back into the ropes almost. Yeah. Why doesn't it kill Rocky? Well, Just we, because Rocky's Rocky, can Rocky can take a hit. Yeah, <laughs> All right. yeah. You know, I, I keep coming back to in my head the old um, Eddie Murphy stand-up bit where he talks about <laughs> yeah. seeing the Rocky movies in the eighties. I don't know if I've seen that. Yeah. Hey, Rocco! Yeah, yeah. All the white guys would come out of the movie. Go, hey, Rocco! <laughs> and they'd like challenge all the black guys to fight yeah. in the street. You know? Yeah. And then he goes, Oh, I get it. You just saw Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that sort of mentality of, of you know, Eddie Murphy being a, a, a black American during this time where all the white Americans were feeling like, yeah, we can, you know, we've, we've beat black guys the first three movies. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we can do anything. Uh, and now it's like, well, we can beat the Russians too. It's yeah, like Rocky yeah. can't lose. Well, except for the first movie, he loses. But after that, he can't lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that was part of like that Eddie Murphy skit or stand up that I saw many times is part of why the Rocky movies felt bigger than life to me, even though yeah. I didn't really see them too much. It's true. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. It became part of the cultural lexicon that anybody. New and it wasn't just Northeast people; it was everybody. Like you said, international. I, I want to know how Rocky Four went over in Russia. What they? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I never thought about that. And it's a one point oh from the Russian judge. Yeah. <laughs> when they watch it in Russia, was he like the villain? Yeah, exactly. the, the whole endings changed. <laughs> they recut the whole thing. Yeah. Like the, the it just it just are not even there. The whole the whole last hour it just ends after the Creed fight. <laughs> That's it. Right. And it's called Drago. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so then uh, Rocky agrees to fight Drago in Russia. Uh, yeah, there's this whole bit about- uh, On Christmas Day, isn't it? On or? Christmas Day. There's this whole bit about how Drago, since he killed Creed, he feels like his life is in danger in America, so they need to go back to Russia. Rocky agrees to go fight him, and they're going to train in Russia. And uh, so he takes Polly and Duke, and they go 
they go out to this cabin and you know paulie's complaining because there's no what did he say there's no antenna yeah yeah for his tv and it's like antenna oh right they used to use antennas for that now be like <laughs> they, where's they, the they, wi-fi they, they take him to the most russian place it's like it's like four feet of snow it's, yeah, yeah yeah i was like what i mean the fight's going to be in moscow why is he in siberia you know <laughs> Maybe because he was an American, and they had those guys that were tailing him the whole yeah, time. They yeah, didn't want him near any kind of anything where he could cause any trouble. Because maybe they thought Rocky was a spy. And it, it, Rocky grows that sweet beard. That is the fakest beard I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> like the stubble beard, or yeah. it's like yeah. How long is he supposed to be there to grow that beard? Actually, because I, yes, I, I don't know. I never it, got a sense of like how long he was I there. Feel like so, it was full snow when he got there, so it couldn't. Uh, it, Probably wasn't summer, and you said, and the fight was on Christmas. So I don't know, yeah. three, but, more, three then, four months. It's tops. funny when you look at you look at five, and it's like the kids like four years older, and then <laughs> somehow they, like, yeah, they signed the power of attorney, this, and everything's oh, gone. It's like speaking about the kid, this the kid in this movie, the son Junior, yeah. is just old enough to be super annoying. Yeah. Oh my god, I hated him so much. Like in the first few movies he's a he was an infant then he yeah. was a toddler and he was fine now he's crazy annoying and then he's Mila Ventimiglia yeah which is great <laughs> yeah this is the worst kid yeah uh so yeah so he trains and and this is sort of the reverse training montage to the previous movie right? yeah so in in three Rocky was training at this big hotel with lots of people and fanfare and stuff yeah and and uh Clever Lang was doing the, all by himself no trainer himself yeah. on the streets training you know Hardcore. Now, in this one, we cut back and forth for like a long time between Drago in the scientific Soviet lab with the shitty computer graphics showing what his heart rate is and his. But you you see some of those Drago workouts where he just, he looks like he's in so much pain, where he's just <laughs> yeah. like ah ah like screaming, <laughs> and he's yeah, and he's, he's like doing this resistance on this highly shiny chrome machine and then you cut to rocky doing sort of the same exercise where he's yeah. lifting a tree trunk up a up a hill or you know whatever it is mm-hmm. uh you know the bag of rocks that he's lifting up yeah yeah the bag yeah. of rocks <laughs> with the rope yeah, yeah. yeah he's, of- you're right he's doing what clubber clubber lang yeah. was low tech and he was high tech and now he's low tech that's what he did in the other ones and rocky too sure. he does a thing where he he gets a it looks like a sawed off telephone pole and he puts it on his shoulders and he does squats with it Right. But that's, you know, I never thought about this until actually right now. It's in the first couple of movies, he's doing all boxing training. He's doing speed bag. He's doing like you know running. And this, he's just straight weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Like he's lifting yeah, and everything endurance. he can. Like he's like yeah, pushing, yeah, car- running through the snow through and the yeah. Snow, yeah. But I just mean like like when you look at like his physique in one and two, it's like he's he's just a well built guy. But in three and four, especially four, he's just ripped. Yeah. He's, you know, and it's. Because he's doing all these just intense, tra- like like muscle mass building training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it is it's it's him. It, it's I, the the one that I always always gets me is I guess it's a pull cart that you would hook horses up to, and they're sitting <laughs> yeah. they're sitting in <laughs> they're the all cart. Sitting in there. <laughs> they're sitting in the cart, and to me, the part that he's lifting up is the light end of it. Yeah, yeah. That anybody it's, it's on a horse's back. Yeah, yeah. You put it on the horse's back. They're in the heavy part. He's not really doing anything there. <laughs> yeah, but it still looks good. Forward. Yeah, he pulls uh, it off. I like he it. Does. Yeah. So we get to the big fight, and uh, the first round doesn't go so well. Never uh, does. <laughs> yeah. By the end of the second round, though, he manages to, you know, make him bleed, make Drago yeah. bleed, 
And that's psychologically damaging for Drago because it's never happened before. And then we have 13 rounds of montage (laughs) of them just going at each other hardcore. I think this is the, correct me if I'm wrong. I think this is the movie that has my favorite Rocky fighting moment where he's got him in the corner and then he tries to escape and then he pushes him back into the corner and just keeps hitting him. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, he finally knocks Drago out in the 15th round. And there was this, this whole bit about how everyone was booing Rocky coming into it. And then by the end, like a good percentage of them are on his side. It's so unrealistic. It is unrealistic. And then, he gives this whole speech about, oh, if I can change and you can change and everybody can change. And he's, as he said to me on text the other day, he solves the Cold War. (laughs) (laughs) I came here tonight. I didn't know what to expect. I've seen a lot of people hating me and I didn't know what to feel about that, so I guess I didn't like you much, none either. During this fight, I've seen a lot of changing. The way you felt about me and the way I felt about you. In here, there were two guys killing each other. But I guess that's better than 20 million. So what I was trying to say is that if I can change, and you can change, Вы можете измениться. Everybody can change. Каждый может измениться. Oh. But you know what's funny is in the uh, I read somewhere that in the translation what the guy because it's obviously he's speaking English and then the the translator's speaking to the Russian people and he says you know if if I can change you can change we can get a whole million people it's it's better than a million people fighting or something right and uh, what the person actually translated who says it is, is it's better than a million dollars I saw that too uh, <laughs> so they didn't even do it the right way yeah, they <laughs> yeah you're right you're exactly he ends the Cold War yeah Rocky saves the world yeah I mean the the, uh, the Russian like uh the, like the russian know, premiere yeah stands up and applauds yeah and, yeah. and it's funny because he walked in i'm like oh they got a gorbachev double yeah and yeah. it's really it is funny because he played gorbachev in the naked gun movie oh yeah <laughs> well when you got the best you go back to the well that's right and rocky is way more articulate at the end of that fight than he has ever been in his life after being hit in the head for 15 rounds he is at his <laughs> most articulate yeah yeah, after after getting hit by a guy who punches three times as hard as any other boxer has ever punched. <laughs> oh, here's the one. Um, Rocky, when he before he goes to Russia, he's telling Adrian he wants to go. And that scene was interesting because he's standing on the stairs and she's at the top of the stairs. And there's the light is coming through and it's the little poles in the banister mm-hmm. are casting the shadows on his face. And it's a really kind of you know, interesting scene where he's kind of moving in and out of these shadows. But anyway, after that scene, he drives around for a while and there's this flashback montage of like basically all the previous movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I was like, I'm looking at it going, how long it's, 
I t- it's a four and a half minute flashback montage. Yeah. I'm like, wow, are they padding this out? <laughs> Why? Yeah, they catch it all up. That uh, Robert yeah. Tepper song, There's No Easy Way Out. That's yeah, like a yeah. Big- I, that's in my head. I was like, oh, what's the name of the song? Yeah. Yeah. And, and speaking of the song, when they get to Russia, the song that's playing there is like, it might as well just be singing. We've just arrived in Russia and it's super cold and nobody likes it here, but we're going to show them what we're made of. It was all the lyrics were so on the nose of exactly what was happening on screen. Yeah. The burning heart, the survivor. That's burning. The burning yeah. heart. Yeah. It is. It's an, it's just, it's just a little catch up in case you had gone out to, to tank, to tinkle. You got a little recap. See, Stallone yeah. is accommodating to his audience. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like he watched a cut of it and was like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Let's put in a recap here. <laughs> he needed it for himself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, anything else about this one? No. I don't watch a lot. Of, I never watch a lot of movies with my dad because he hates movies. <laughs> my, da- my dad was a history teacher. And every time I watch this movie, I think about my dad because when they do the vice versa in Russia and Drago is made out to be the national hero kind of like Apollo was. They would never do that in Russia, according to my father, because during Soviet Russia, you didn't put any one person ahead of the state Hmm, or the collective whole. And they have this thing where he is being treated like a god, including that three-story painting of him. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That they would never do that to a single person, uh, uh, at least a citizen. They might do it for, like, Lenin or Marx, but they're not going to do it for some goofy boxer. (laughs) Yeah, even one, all the all the Olympic athletes, they were all just you, you don't know much about them. They were all no, just Russian yeah. athletes. Yeah, right. That's there's a there's a really cool, and I encourage anyone that's listening to this to do this. Um, I don't even know what to look for on YouTube, but trust me, you'll find it. There is a documentary. It's presented as like one of those ESPN documentaries about Rocky ending the Cold War. Oh, and really? oh I, is, I have seen that. Yes, yes. It is so funny. They they interview people that I was at the fight and this man starts speaking. You know, <laughs> they treat it as if it was a historical event. It is so funny. It's so well done. I encourage people to go find that. Uh, all right. How did how do you rate this, Eric? I gave it a seven. I I, okay. I like it. I I think that. What I want to say here. I, I just I like it. It's I like my favorite moment in this. I swear to God, this is the only time in the Rocky movies that I actually tear up. <laughs> is when when Polly says to Rock, says, "You know, if I could if I could step out of my skin and I could be anybody else, I'd be you, Rock. You're all heart." And he gives him a kiss on the <laughs> cheek, and it's just it's you you get a sense of just who Rocky is in that moment, and it's he he's someone that even Polly looks up to. And it's it just it it's it kind of takes the entire series and makes me look at it and be like, as bad as this is, as bad as some of these movies are, he's still a hero and he's still mm-hmm. someone that everyone looks up to. So it's it's I I just particularly like four. I don't know why. All right, uh, I, I I teared up at the beginning or at the end of the first two movies. Yeah, um, when he's calling for Adrian. Because that's I usually do that when like it's the end of the Die Hard you know when when you're at the end and and there's an emotional climax and you just want you're just you know whatever that is that 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 gets me so I didn't find myself emotionally connected to this one as much um, I give it a five like it's a fun cheesy movie yeah yeah uh, but the robot takes me out of it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> More than the wrestling match in three. 
It's about the same. <laughs> the robot's like a, what? Like a five minute. The other one's like a 15 minute. But there's that whole scene where he's talking on the phone with the robot. <laughs> he's got the phone in it. It's, come on. And he's going in circles. What are you doing? Yeah. Going in circles. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's funny. Um, and then, so this watching improved the fight for me a little bit because I remember watching it back in college and thinking, oh my God, it's so unrealistic that these two guys, or at least especially Rocky, could go this long getting this punished and come back. Right? Okay, yeah. It was so unrealistic. Yeah, yeah. I bought it a little bit more this time around just probably because the previous three movies kind of build build it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So it wasn't as bad, but I still get it five instead of a four. Just because of it, it, this is the over-the-top cheesy. And whenever you get into, like, all their Russian tech was so terrible. Yeah. That, I don't know. <laughs> it, it takes me out of a little bit. But there you go. What about you, Dave? I'm I'm not going far away from where I was in <laughs> Rocky Three Because this is, this is Rocky at its most ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. And everything, I'm... I'm I'm getting on Team Eric here because this whole Polly Rocky relationship, I've always noticed it, and it's always been a highlight. But every time you are you are isolating that as really one of your favorite parts of the movie franchise, it, it, it holds through throughout the entire series. No, and I get it. And that scene where he does say that he loves him, it's it's kind of Polly accepting that he's been a douche for. Yeah a lot of time and all he does is complain and he's complained about Apollo and now Apollo's dead and maybe Rocky's next and there is this kind of love affair between the two of them I don't like maybe that mountain that Rocky climbs is Brokeback Mountain because <laughs> <laughs> they really do have this bromance that it, it it continues here and it will continue in the later ones yeah and I do like it a lot one one of my this this one's weird for me because this is the only one, not the only one, this is the only one of two where they abandoned the Bill Conti music altogether. Right. And it's this very 80s synthesized music. And I like it, actually. I mean, this this soundtrack was a perennial play for me as a, as a teenager. But it's weird. And it kind of takes you out of it, and it really makes it the most 80s Rocky movie, like you said. It's USA versus Russia, and this synthesizer music throughout it, and robots. It's bizarre, but I still like it. Uh, I, I I give this a 9 out of 10. I only gave it a 9 because of the robot, I think. The, I could do without the robot. <laughs> <laughs> As I, I funny was, as it when is, you said I only gave it a nine because the robot. I wondered which way that took it. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, it didn't bring it up. It just it, it it put it down just a little because as ridiculous as this is, and I can handle him outrunning the KGB on foot. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's fine. That was a good scene. I can handle him climbing well, mountains. Yeah. But the robot, for some reason, just that was one step too far, Sylvester. But still. This is a, I guess it's almost like a guilty pleasure. I know this is crap, but it's a nine out of 10 crap. Hey, fair enough. Now I want, it makes, this makes me want to go back through and just re-edit all the Rocky movies and remove Adrian and, <laughs> and just see what story you right. get out of it. If and it's just, just, if it's just Rocky and Polly the entire just time. Just do, do a Rocky Polly bromance the yeah, whole time. That's great. I am on board for that. With like a, in this a, one, a love she's with Mickey. Yeah. Yeah. In this one, she's so annoying. She flies all the way to Russia to give him his damn pep talk. <laughs> she could have. I mean, this was pre Skype, but she oh, that's right. She, she doesn't originally go, and then she right. shows up. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, which is I thought was weird because 
you know, the amount of paperwork and, and to get a visa, stuff to yeah. get her into Russia at that time, he, <laughs> how could she have possibly surprised him? Like, he would have known she was coming. Exactly. Like, they, they would have like been like, hey, your wife he's, wants he's to come. He's out in a cabin in the middle of nowhere with no... He's got three KGB uh, guys right there with yeah, him. Yeah, maybe. They don't talk. They don't speak English. <laughs> Not at all. Those Vadanya comrade. They told him I don't know how many times. He just didn't understand what they were saying. I like you. You mentioned uh, Duke Tony Burton. I think this is the this is the start of them using him pretty well. I mean, he's they skip him all together in five, but he'll come back. I think he's a good actor. He'd pass away not that long ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the use of him in this because he's in he's invested because. It's Apollo's death, but now he's taking all of that energy, whether it's negative or positive, and channeling it into Rocky. Yeah. And I like that little kind of relationship. They don't spend a lot of time together, but there's definitely a camaraderie there that I also like. The male the male relationships in this are so far better than anything else. You're right, Eric. And there was a great scene. It's just a, it's just like a twelve second shot or something when soon after they get into the cabin, Duke is playing chess against one of the Russian guys, and he checkmates him. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, are you foreshadowing the fight? You know, are, are, are you going to out-train Rocky? <laughs> yep. And the guy puts the piece down. Yeah. Fuck this game. He leaves. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was the other thing, right? Chess between the Russians and the, oh, yeah, and the yeah. Americans was huge in the 80s. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so IMDb gives it uh, 6.8, and uh, Rotten Tomatoes a 39%. Yeah. Big, no! Big diversion there. It, well, yeah, they Rotten were. Tomatoes is critics versus the people. The people well, love Rocky. The, pe- the people have spoken. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. 39. I know, right? But, okay, again, you got to remember that this is I, – I run into this all the time. Any movie prior to when Rotten Tomato opens is all people reviewing it modernly looking at it in the past. No, didn't they go back to old reviews? I don't think they do. I, I think, think a lot did. of it is just sort of like, oh, Ebert is now giving his review of this in like 2007. Oh, I thought they went back and like I don't think they do. Stuff. You'll have to look. I don't, but. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, now we get to, I think, something we can all agree upon. Rocky Five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Came out in 1990. Uh, John G. Avildsen is back. Uh, the budget was $14 million. Now, where do you think? Uh, okay, okay. Now, now, this is my chance. So, half the budget of the previous yeah, one. This is my chance. Uh, $45 million. Okay, Dave? I remember seeing this in a theater, and I was the only single person in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Eric's pretty close. I'll say 55 Uh Eric got closer. It's 40 Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's terrible. Wow. That's, yeah. that's terrible. But it's still almost 3x the investment yeah so um imdb says reluctantly retired from boxing and back from back from riches to rags rocky takes on a new protege who betrays him as the champ's son must adjust to his family's new life after bankruptcy man that just sounds like a mess to begin with yeah (laughs) so after they again we pick up after the big fight in russia rocky's hands are shaking uncontrollably uh when he comes back to the u.s at a press conference some guy, okay, this guy comes in. He's like the Don King, right? Yeah, this yeah. new guy. And he's speaking into a handheld microphone, which is going out over the same PA I, system. I knew, you were like, gonna, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> as soon as I watched it, I was like, Dave is going to hate on this so hard. <laughs> I thought the same thing, bro. a microphone like, that went into the board? He went and found the audio person and was like, give me a microphone. Like, yeah. 
so so there's this new challenger coming up called Union Kane, and I love the the, the names. Oh, I know. Yeah, like, that's another thing I wanted to talk about. Was yeah, uh, like the next one's Mason Dixon. Yeah, um, Mason the line, the line. Dixon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he does. Stallone has a penchant for names. The names are great. Tom, Tommy Gunn. Mm-hmm. So in this one, it's not that Rocky, you know, is not winning anymore because he just beat the Russian guy. But now his accountant squirrel lost all his money. Yeah. So well, Paulie lost the money. No, it's well, not. I mean, yeah. it's they were talking about this the other day. Where yeah. Paulie got Rocky to sign over power of attorney to this accountant who lost the money. So, you, like, Adrian's, like, screaming at Paulie, like, you're an idiot. You, you lost all the money. It's like, well, no, the idiot's the person who signed it. Like, <laughs> like yeah, Paulie handed to him, not knowing, like, thinking it was one thing. But Rocky didn't read it, and he signed it. You guys know Rocky's illiterate. Right? <laughs> <laughs> He's not. He read the cue cards. No, he couldn't. Rocky does have a a part in all this, but I think Paulie is partly to blame for this. Well, yeah, okay. If we're going by our assumption that that there is the bromance and that Rocky trusts Paulie implicitly, I, I would actually put the- more blame on on Adrian at this point because she's the only yeah. <laughs> she's the only intelligent, sane person there. She should be the one like saying, "No, don't sign this." Right? Yeah, like you you don't yeah you, know, you don't give your Rocky doesn't know any better intellectually challenged husband like yeah. the rights to sign away all the money. Or your abusive drunk brother, right? That was another thing, like in the beginning when he he's he's all punchy and he, his hands are shaking and stuff. It's like he's supposed to be this idiot, and he gives this like this like impassioned, almost like metaphorical speech. Like, like you like you know what that feels like something's broken. So it's not like it's not like he's like oh I I, I don't think good no more. It's like he's like he gives this like like I said emotional like poetic speech about like not so much with the letters in the writing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so he gets uh, he gets checked out by the doctors. They say he has some sort of irreversible brain damage. Uh, so he auctions, auctions off. But they all didn't know stuff. it was there from the beginning. So it oh, was, was there. It? Pre- no, I'm just oh, yeah. <laughs> it was there before all the fighting. <laughs> right. Uh, he auctions off his stuff to make money. Uh, he goes by Mickey's old gym, which is all screwed up. Um, and does then, he still own that? Well, it's empty. There's nothing. There's like, well, I know, but he's still on the property. Who? Rocky? Rocky, yeah. Did he own That's it? a good question. Because if the, he does. The gym was willed to his son. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's so a good question. So maybe not, because it might be in the son's name, and Rocky's power of attorney wouldn't be able to sell it. True. Or maybe he was just too sentimental about it to sell it. Well, I don't think he had a choice. I think he was going through bankruptcy and, yeah. and, and had to liquidate everything. Yeah. That was the one thing he couldn't sell. Too attached. There you he go. get rid of the fur coats and the, <laughs> and the signed Jim Henson. Yeah, he's, show yeah he's willing to give away that necklace that Mick gave him to some kid that he's been training for like. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> After weeks. five minutes, he's like, hey, this is the most valuable thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Just take it. <laughs> this is the most valuable thing I own, and it was never mentioned in any of the previous four movies. It was, yeah. Was it? Yeah, what I think it was. I think, uh, yeah, the, when Mick shows him, he's like, uh, Rocky Marciano gave me this, like. That's in the flashback. In, it's in the uh, flashback. I don't think I think, I think, I think it does get talked about in some yeah. of the other movies, earlier movies. We'll see. I don't know. Now I got a little gift for you. Oh, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. <laughs> Look at this. See that? This is the favorite thing that I have on this earth. And Rocky Marciano, give me that. You know what it was? His cufflink. Huh? And now I'm giving it to you. And it, it's got to be like a, 
like an angel on your shoulder, see? And if you ever get hurt and you feel that you're going down, this little angel is going to whisper in your ear. He's going to say, Get up, you son of a bitch! Because Mickey loves you. Okay? Thanks, Mick. All right. I love you too. I don't know about that, but I don't know. I'm going to find it. I also don't remember anything. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So they move out of his mansion. They move back to the South Philly townhouse, which they still had. Uh, Now he's taking his kid to public school. He's been used to private school all this time, and that's a big adjustment for him. How old's the kid? The the kid's just, oh, kid's the same. Is it the same kid as the previous movie? No, this is his real son. Oh, this is real son. Yeah, this is is, uh, Sage Moonblood Stallone. His kids have the worst name. I'm sorry. <laughs> so Union Kane's manager comes to offer Rocky a lot of money to to fight him, I guess, or wait, or to train to yeah. He wants he wants Rocky to fight the right. the yeah because he knows it'll be a draw. He knows he I mean he knows it'll be a draw from spectators and money. yeah yeah. He yeah. doesn't care about either of them really. The guy that plays Union Kane is is the perfect typical brain dead boxer he can barely get a sentence out he's great oh he's got no more than like 10 lines in the entire thing he's he's so he's brutal yeah. but great i kind of forget a lot of this movie um so rocky <laughs> trains tommy gun this this kid comes by and rocky trains him and and the whole point of this story is that he's ignoring his own son to yeah. train tommy because he sees himself in him whereas his kid doesn't want to fight or anything like that yeah. Continuing not. the jealousy theme of the Rocky movies, this time it's his kid. Yeah. Well, I think that that Robert would want to learn how to be. He just, I think, Ro- I think Rocky is basically like, I don't want you to have the same life as me. So right. go go learn some books, and I'm going to train this stupid kid over here to punch people hard. Right. But you can see he's much more emotionally invested in this, yeah. in the boxer kid. Oh yeah. yeah. You know. Plus. Robert is kind of a wuss. <laughs> Let's just be real. Yeah, it might be but, because of the way he's brought up. You know, yeah. he's he was brought up in. Uh, he in uh, he beats up uh, E from Entourage. He he does get <laughs> trained enough to beat up his bully. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Sage Stallone. Right. Got to rest your soul. There's yeah, so many dead people from these movies now. Yeah, he committed suicide like oh, six years ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah, David, you can't see that, but David's just giving me a look like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, what? Oh, yeah, but I do, I do remember hearing about that. So, again, I think my notes are a little bit bad. Union Kane ends up fighting Tommy? Yes. Right. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. But Rocky's not there. Rocky fought, watches the fight on TV. Uh, yeah, because uh, <clears throat> uh, the, the Don King... Wannabe basically took over. Like he bought, he bought off, uh, or he didn't buy off, but he he bought the contract to Tommy because there was no formal agreement between Rocky and no, Tommy. Like, right. Oh yeah, yeah. And then there was like he's plying with girls. And so essentially, I mean, this guy's standing to make a ton of money because he's got he owns the contract to two fighters who are fighting right. each other. So right. It's like, <laughs> it's like either way, he gets both. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Rocky put in all the work. And trained him, and then this guy's going to benefit off it. In fact, one he, of his he first wanted Rocky is, to keep training him because he he thought it was also going to be good to put that on the ticket. Like, oh, right. tra- you know, trained by Rocky, this right. kid's going to yeah. But he thought he was rushing it, and and Rocky wanted him to take more time. In fact, his first fight I think is in the church where Rocky one opens, yeah, where they yeah. they had the boxing matches in the church, and that Rocky wanted him to take more time, and this guy was rushing him along and just using him for the payday kind of thing. So Rocky does watch the fight in the basement of the 
of the apartment or the con what the, what the hell is it yeah. the one interesting Chinese. thing about this this movie is is the fighting because the tommy gunn is a real life fighter tommy morrison oh yeah yeah yeah. And uh, there's an interesting story behind that one too. He actually, he uh, he had to quit fighting because he became HIV positive. Oh, yeah. yeah. This and we're talking about this is like in the height of maybe like '94, '95 when this happened. Right. And yeah. so, yeah, he's dead now too. Oh, that's right. He did die. I forgot about that. He actually and, he he was able to to get back to boxing. Yeah. At a certain point, uh, I think in the like the mid 2000s, early 2000s, yeah. they they let him fight again. Yeah. John Wayne's grandson. No way. Yeah, because he's he's Tommy Morrison, and John Wayne was Marion Morrison. It's his grandson. Oh, I didn't, actually, I didn't know that. Well, cool. He's right. brutal. He is an <laughs> awful actor, but <laughs> I great do, fighter, awful actor. Yeah, I, I can. I really do appreciate Stallone keeping it. Yeah, uh, true to boxing because he's going to do it again in the next one. He, I don't know. It's a respect for the sport. I don't know that it works that well here because. He is such a bad actor. He's he he may be one of the worst performers I've ever seen in anything. <laughs> You're willing to go on record on that one? It's yeah, a, it's it's so bad. It's, <laughs> yeah, I, I prefer Greg Sestero. I mean, I also prefer watching The Room, but you know, it's not for good acting. <laughs> no, he's brutal, and the kid isn't much better. And the no, only other no. thing I saw Sage yeah. Stallone in was Daylight another Stallone movie. I, yeah. I, I never saw a kid do anything else. He's really bad. There's a lot of bad acting in this. Yeah. Yeah. Even Adrian sort of, I know you don't have a very high opinion <laughs> from the, the, the first couple of movies, but yeah, even her, she sort of, you yeah. know, doesn't put all her A she, effort into it. No, she's a one trick pony. She is the nag. She is the wet blanket in every movie. I think the, the thing that I do like about this movie is Stallone then, as soon as he recovers from his hand shaking, you know, seizure in the shower, he becomes the Rocky from one and two again. And yeah. he'll be that way throughout the rest. He becomes charming Rocky and funny Rocky and happy-go-lucky Rocky, even though they're poor. I think that this is, not only did he did he end up where he came from as far as like his, you know, economic status, he, I think he ended up that way. He ended up being the person that he was in the first two for the rest of them. He's charming and funny, and I, and I'm not saying he's terrific in this movie either. But I like the way the character has come back. He, they beat all the memories out of him from three and four. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even remember being the champion anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So at the end of the movie, then Tommy and Rocky fight in the street, which is kind of interesting. It's, it's yeah. sort of a new thing for these movies. Yeah. I mean, I'll give them credit. They're they're coming up with original things each time. It's yeah. not, you know, it's not the same story over and over again. Like, oh, well, well we're going to put this. Rocky's not actually going to fight until it's a street fight at the end. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You know. I think the last fight is set. If I was going to watch this again, I would only watch that last fight because it's set up with the macho-ness of him attacking Polly, and this is just like when Mr. T attacked Adrian. That's what got Rocky to fight. Well, now Tommy slugs Polly, and that is Rocky's, you knocked him down, what you try to knock him down? <laughs> hey, Paul, hey! Man, I ain't through talking with you yet. Hey, look, Tommy, I ain't got no more to say to you, okay? Look, I just want good things for you. Oh, right? hell you did. And you're only in this for the money. Money? Yeah, I'm tired of walking around in your shadow, man. People call me your robot. You thought I was in this for the money, Tommy? You know, 
we were, we were supposed to be like brothers. You don't, you don't remember that? You don't know this, but you got a deception going here. This guy here, he was using you for the bait. He wants to get you and me in the ring. That's what he wants us to fight each other, you know, to make the money, right? He don't care about you, Tommy. He don't care about me neither. Right? Come on, come on. Yeah. Enough of the fantasy. Let's talk reality. Rocky Balboa, are you prepared to accept Tommy Gunn's challenge? Tommy. All right. Hey! Hey, I would have taken you any time. Hey, Tommy, you're a piece of garbage, you know that? Hey, this ain't none of your business. Ain't none of my business. Come on, boy. Ain't none of my business. Boy, forget about it. The man spit blood for you. Put your head in his own family. And you, you bring these rat bums around here. Tommy, huh? Tommy, Tommy you Fuck him making your shot, you know that? He's the real champ. You're just a goddamn joke. Now, just get out of here before I bring Tommy, the Tommy, 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 what? Break your head on that bummer. What are you right then, huh? Paul, are you okay? You should have left them on the street where you found them. Get off me, man. Right now, huh? Huh? I'm burning. Get him out of here. 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 Tommy. Get off me. Now you knocked him down. Why don't you try knocking me down now? No, no. In the ring. In the ring. Tommy Gunn only fights in the ring. Get out of here. My ring's outside. Yeah? Let's do it. Come on, it's a great line and the my rings outside. Uh and from that point on, I think you can watch that fifteen minutes and get some enjoyment out of it. Except yeah. for some like all the weird street fighting things he does, like with the, the where he takes them down with the feet where it's yeah. mm. And then I, I think the, I think the thing that I laughed at the most is at the end when he punches him and the kid backs up into a bus. It's like, yeah, like he knocks him out into a bus, oh, into, yeah. right into the you're, septo you're, logo. You're, you're looking at me like you don't even remember. <laughs> I honestly, I was burning through these movies last week and I don't remember all a lot of detail. <laughs> you should go back and watch the end because it is it is weird because they they keep saying about how Rocky's a street it, that guy whatever his name Gant I guess his last name's Gant. You're going to dog him. You know, that guy. He, oh, is, yeah. he keeps talking about how you don't fight a street fighter in the street. You know, he goes <laughs> yeah. through the whole thing. Touch and you me get and to see, I'll sue you. Yeah, Touch yeah. me and I'll sue you. That was good. You get to see what Rocky supposedly was like as a street fighter. Because but, he does, but you, know, you he never does, see that at any point. That's, that's you the never kind of do. Thing, yeah. They always talk about him being like, an, you know, oh, he's a leg breaker and oh, he's a street fighter. It's like right. you never see that. Right. But and and that's intertwined with the back to Burgess Meredith because they do have that scene where he gives him the cuff link, and then when Rocky's knocked down for one last time, he gets the pep talk from Mickey: "Get up, you son of a bitch!" Because Mickey loves you. And when that happens, I'm not gonna say that I don't get a little, little <laughs> a little tingly. There was a really good line that I liked in this one. It's one of the best lines I think in in a lot of the series. I forget who says it, whether it was Polly or, or Adrian. Uh, all those fighters you beat, you beat them with heart, not muscle. That's mm-hmm. what Mickey knew. That's what you and Mickey, That's why you and Mickey were special. If there's something special to pass on, pass it on to your son. For God's sake, your son is. I think lost. it was Adrian who says that. Yeah, yeah. Like that. That kind of sums it up. Mm-hmm. This is a good line. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is this. This could be be a good story. I think it's just executed poorly. Yeah, and at, yeah, at yeah. that point, I feel like this was gonna be the last movie, and. It kind of was not a bad idea to bookend the franchise with him being in poverty and this kind of down-to-earth Philadelphia slugger to ending with him being down-to-earth as this Philadelphia slugger. It was really a bookended kind of thing. And it, even though this movie is not good, it 
that that uh, that bookendedness makes makes you kind of like it a little. I guess I, I'm I happy know. that it's bad because then I feel like if it was a good movie, then Stallone wouldn't make any more. That's he, he would have he would have been like, no, nah, let's just leave it where it is, and and I don't want to tamper with the ending. But I think he he didn't like that five ended so badly that he was like, we gotta right. I, I don't think he had very much control over them making a Creed movie, right. Mm. And so now that it, now that it was successful and people want to see more, yeah, he's gonna go back and make more of them. But I think I think Rocky Balboa was like his send off to the character. I felt like that. Yeah, yeah, that that was supposed to be the end for him. Yeah, there's that whole thing about yeah, we'll talk about there's the whole thing about like just getting all the demons out or yeah, yeah. All right, uh, what are you? Where are you placing this one? God, um, I'm gonna. I have to give it a four. It's just it's it's got Rocky, so I can't go too low. But uh, yeah, the acting's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the only like I said, the only thing I will give it credit for is it sticks to the formula, and it is Rocky does not fight until the end. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're waiting for Rocky to fight, and you're you're building up that anticipation of like, when's he going to fight? I want to see the fight. And, yeah, and uh, going back to what we were talking about earlier about the bad acting, there's a difference between watching a movie like The Room where the acting is terrible and the whole movie the whole movie is at a certain level. Whereas yeah. this is a movie where like the production value and some of the acting is pretty good, yeah, or very good even. Whereas, like you said. Tommy Gunn is just awful. Yeah. So. And the whole subplot of like the, the son and there's like the, you Ugh. know, the romance and then yeah. like getting beat. It's like, then it, he's like friends with those kids. They're like hanging out at his house. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, that it drags it down. I give it a three. Uh, just, there was, there was some good moments in there. Like when Polly comes down as uh, Santa Claus, that wasn't bad. And it's yeah. <laughs> they're just giving him shit. And he's like, get on my lap, kid. Like when when they play it light like that, and there's some sure. there's some fun to it, then that's yeah, it's that was that was funny to watch. But the the overarching oh, what plot about that terrible the earring? Oh, the earring? Yeah, uh, Robert's earring. I, I think a couple, a couple oh. of them had they they weren't like studs, they weren't like yeah. hoops or something. It was it was like a whole. It was like something that like you know uh, you'd see out of like you know like a. 60s movie of just like long <laughs> like dangling earrings right, yeah right. oh god it was a long dangle it looked like something that jane child would have wore in the <laughs> early 90s like connected to her nose like that thing could have connected right to his nose he was awful and he was smoking and there was there and there was two people that had it. like his friend one of the other friends yeah. had it had an earring just like it too <laughs> <laughs> all right what about you dave I, I dropped this way down too. I gave this a five out of ten, and there are some things that I I do like about it. It's the same. It's it's kind of what you guys are saying. I would only really watch the end again, and maybe the Meredith scene in the middle. But the acting in this from his kid Morrison Gant Shire, it's all awful. And this is another chance where they abandon the Conti. And this is even worse because it's all hip hop infused and it's bad hip hop. Oh yeah. Even the last fight is to this driving shitty early nineties beat. This is the first Rocky movie I ever saw in a theater. <laughs> and I saw it and I saw it by myself. Actually, Dave, you would think this is funny because it was I went by myself to see Rocky Five and it's when I got my application to work at the theater that we worked at. Oh, <laughs> and uh yeah it, it, this is not really? this is not the yeah 
this is not the first Rocky movie you want to see in theaters, but that's that's what I had to deal with. <laughs> it this just is, ruined it for you. Yeah, no, this is this is not a good movie. And uh, five out of ten is probably being generous. I, I yeah, I think it is. Drop it even to a four, but uh, <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is a this is a skipper when you're when you're going through the franchise. Like if they're showing these in a marathon, they could just go three to you know three or four to six. They they can just skip over this, John. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So IMDb agrees five point two, and Rotten Tomatoes twenty eight percent. Yeah. That um, I don't. Now that you mention it, I don't think I've seen any of the movies in the theater. I saw the rest after this one but this was the first one how do you feel that they they abandon after this the uh the roman numerals i don't care <laughs> i think well you know it, it, it's interesting that you bring that question up because yeah i guess rocky was known for using the roman yeah. numerals in all the movies uh it's so confusing one two three four five that, i was rocky Bello, invested, uh, like, yeah great. i wasn't that invested in it yeah. so it didn't it doesn't doesn't make that much difference to me what do you think dave I think it was because of what we're about to talk about, that they were kind of leaving behind what had been the Rocky franchise, and maybe the numerals and the titles were a, a symbol of that, that they were, uh, like, this are like when it, one and two, serious, especially one. Yeah. Three, four, five, ridiculousness. And now, because there's been time, they feel like they've stored up their creative cred, and now they're launching back into this, back to seriousness, where you're going to watch this movie and you're going to take it serious. Even though there's an old man fighting in it, you're going to take it serious like you did the original. And we're going to do kind of a, a newer take on the original. So another, another way to shed what has ha- happened is maybe to just call it Rocky Balboa. Because if it had been Rocky Six, people would have oh, God, another yeah, you can, Rocky. Yeah, you can't. Oh, you could have called it just call it Balboa. Yeah, that would have been good too. I just wanted them to keep going till till they hit seven, and they could have called it Adrian's Revenge <laughs> <laughs> from The Simpsons. Rocky yeah. V plus Rocky Two, Adrian's <laughs> yeah. Revenge. Rocky Balboa came out in two thousand six. Again, Stallone directed. Uh, budget twenty four million. Any guesses? Uh, okay, hundred and eighty. Dave, I know this did well because. I know for a fact he is the only actor in movie history to have a number one movie in five decades. And he attained that with The Expendables. But uh, I, I'm going to say 160. Okay, I have to go back and look it up again because the number I have doesn't uh, meet with anything you're talking about. So I just want to make sure I've got the right number here. <laughs> I didn't like miss a digit or something. I'm not really. saying that this was the movie that put him over the... The number one. Is that what you mean? Oh, for some reason, I... You did miss a digit. I did completely screw this up. All right. (laughs) I don't know what number I was looking at, but I had it wrong. I had it down as 17 million when it grossed 70 million. Oh, really? (laughs) That's a huge... That's a huge... I don't know how that happened, but yeah. So, gross okay. 70 million. So, oh, okay. Good. Because I, I was really like, 17, that sounds really bad because yeah. everyone seemed to like this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's lower than I thought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's North American. So, not Yeah, worldwide. but who gives a shit about the rest of the world? That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's prime Rocky country right, right there. I know. What do they know? Let's be ethnocentric. We know what we're talking about. <laughs> So, the IMDb plot synopsis is 30 years after the ring of the first bell, 
I don't know which bell that they're talking about there. I guess the the original Apollo yes, flight, uh, seventy six to two thousand six. Yeah, Rocky Balboa comes out of retirement and dons his gloves for its final fight against the reigning heavyweight champ Mason the Line Dixon. God, terrible. I love the names. Yeah. They're, they're so bad. I love them. And it's it's the guy's name is Mason Dixon. It's not like they even right. they, you know. It's, it's like, like whose unfortunate name is that? It's, yeah. Why did you name your kid that? Like I could imagine like something quote Mason Dixon. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That would be a, a nickname. But <laughs> Mrs. Dixon had a sense of humor. I guess. Yeah. So. Even, if, even if his name was like Mason the Line. The line Dixon Johnson or something. It's like, (laughs) so we start off with uh, Rocky visiting Rocky and Polly visiting uh, Adrian's grave site. Yeah. So apparently she's died of cancer. We learn later. Thank no. (laughs) (laughs) No. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm glad you stopped yourself. (laughs) Uh, Rocky goes to visit his son where he works uh, at at an office somewhere, and it's very awkward. Yeah. The son is played by Milo Ventimiglia from Heroes, yeah. who I like. And he's, he's great. got that same lower lip thing. Yeah, yeah. They, they both have the same uh, uh, condition. Snarl. Yeah. yeah. Uh, from uh, forceps at birth. Oh, is that what that's yeah. from? It's a paralysis, on the, a facial paralysis. Oh, how about that? <clears throat> and they and they both have it from the exact same reason. So. Wow. It gives, it gives a distinct character to their acting. It does, yeah. Acting, definitely. Yeah. Um, they then they go back and uh, Rocky and Polly visit the old pet shop and Mickey's old gym. Um, they go into or Rocky goes into the Lucky Seven bar and finds the girl that he gave the lecture to in the first movie, and she kind of hangs out with him for the for some parts of this movie. And then we cut to Mason Dixon who goes to talk to his old trainer, uh, and then the news does a what if. Rocky fought Mason Dixon with like terrible 2006 video game graphics. Oh my god, (laughs) the simulation was was the best. (laughs) It's almost as if they just took like EA's Fight Night and just like the video game and just loaded in some characters. I think there is a because there was a Rocky video game at one point. Yeah, there was. But I think I'm, <laughs> I, I'm such a dork, and I bet other people have done this too. The the EA sports boxing games have always been pretty good. Yeah. And you can make your own people. I've always just made Rocky. Oh, yeah. And fought as Rocky. I made. I think at one point I made them all. I think I made all the characters. Clever, I think I made, Sp- yeah. I made Spider Rico. I think I made everybody. <laughs> nice. Hey, why not? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Dixon wants to fight, I guess, because uh, the computer simulation shows that Rocky would have won but yeah. in his prime, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that gets everybody riled up, and Rocky wants to fight, but the commission's like, the boxing commission's like, you're too, no, you're too old, you got yeah. brain damage, you've got, well, you used to have an eye thing, but apparently that's not there anymore. You got it fixed. <laughs> we uh, talked about this. So, but he convinces them. Uh, I forget exactly. Th- through an impassioned speech, like I told you, right, he's, impassioned. he's he's not... He's not as punchy and as stupid as people think he is. He gives this rousing speech to make them overturn the decision. When the script calls for it. Yeah, exactly. He's good with the speeches. Yeah. And Tarver, well, I said Tarver. It's Antonio Tarver, the real boxer. Um, He's mad because he's fighting a bunch of chumps and getting no respect. It's not only that he just wants to fight him because of the computer yeah, thing. Yeah. The computer well, thing the, yeah, hastens it's, that. Yeah, the, that and it's, it, he's still fighting, and it's just his fights are not making enough money. Right, because he's knocking people out that aren't any real competition for him, and he's getting booed as the champ. 
Right. So uh, they train. Uh, there's a bunch of a training montage. Then they go fight in Las Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I forget exactly where was. Where did they fight? MGM Grand. Oh, yeah. pro- probably that's that's where they do all the yeah. Right. That's where the big fights are. So and again, same thing. Dixon starts strong. Rocky comes back strong. Then they have a montage of rounds. Uh, and then Rocky has some flashbacks to Mickey and Adrian. And they go the distance, but then Dixon wins in a split decision. Now, I kind of rushed through this plot synopsis. Is there anything you want to add to it? Because I don't have it in my notes. I think, as we've talked about the Rocky and Polly friendship, um, I love the scene where they're at the the cemetery and Polly just does not want to be there. Oh, and yeah. Rock thinks it's, it's disrespectful. And, and, you know, he's like, well, you know, you got to move on past her. And, and then finally Rock kind of leans in on him. Like, what, like, why, like, why are you being such an ass? And he's like, cause I was so terrible to her and I was so terrible to you. And I was terrible. I was a terrible person that I don't even want to be, I don't want to, rem- I think he actually, no, he says it at the ice skating rink. That's where it is. Yeah. Right. In the rubble. Yeah. Electric. He said the same thing last year, Rock. Come on, Rock, let's go. We're done. There's no place to sit down around here. Ah, it's all right. It ain't all right. It's depressing and freaking cold. What's the matter with you, Polly? You're living backwards, Rocco. Change the channel from yesterday. Yesterday wasn't so great. It was to me. Not to me. You treated her good. You had the good times. I treated her bad. I don't have to think about this. She always loved you, Polly. Sorry, Rocco. I can't do this no more. Where he, like Rocky can't move on because he just has these great memories of Adrian and Polly's just like I, you know I don't want to be involved in this because I was a terrible person then yeah and so yeah it shows a lot of growth so this is his, sort of yeah. the redemption of Polly right there yeah yeah mm-hmm. really the whole movie is about Polly yeah <laughs> every single <laughs> you got a hard on for Polly <laughs> <laughs> I just I just love Bert you know, he's it, like he's great. Yeah, this is this is Burt Young's, I think, best movie because that that scene is right. They, like when they're staring the rubble, and he's like, yeah, "We were right over there," and they even showed the little clip of them on the ice. Yeah, and he's like, "I didn't have skates on because I wasn't good on blades." You know, he's doing his whole thing, and he gets he just has this moment of outrage, like, "I want to get out of here," and he's like, "Why are you being such a douche?" Same thing. Yeah. And it's like you said, it's because he used to smack her around, and he was a shitty brother, and and this is painful for him to hear, and it's and he's so good in this one. Yeah, when he gets fired from the meat plant, that's like gut wrenching for Polly. Even like you, 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 however you feel about Polly throughout the series, I, I, lo- this I love one. when in that scene where he gets fired, that it's it's silent and you can see it from a distance, but then when they serve him the papers, one of the guys just sort of runs off because he <laughs> knows that Polly's <laughs> pissed it. He's Polly probably yelling obscenities at him and like threatening to beat him up and yeah. Yep. And Rocky never gives up on him. And it is that, that bromance that you're talking about. Even when Polly's in there and he's uh, at the bar and the the girl even does it like it, it's the new girl she doesn't even know who he is and she's ready to kick him out yeah yeah he's like no he's family and he goes out through he screams at him in front of all the people and he goes out in the back and rocky chases after him he's like come on man 
we're we're family and and they have this nice moment in the alley together even you're right about this relationship and i guess i've always witnessed it but i never realized how uh, how much of a, a part of it all is this is and it's really on display here I, it is interesting that I, I when i said that and i said about how polly makes i mean it's like at a certain point rocky stops being shy and so he's learned what he needed to learn from Polly in the first like movie or two, mm-hmm. but then it's still Polly's needing Rocky to make him a better person. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, and you're right too about the 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 speeches. I think this is Stallone's best performance. I said Rocky too. I thought was his second best performance. I think this is his best performance in the whole franchise, and he is raw in this, and he is he he's heartbreaking. In this and the the one scene, and because Paulie's involved, it's when they're in the plant and he's talking about how he wants to try and just fight some local fights just to get back out there. He doesn't have any aspirations; he just wants to get back out there because of the stuff in the basement. That's like a running theme through this: is the stuff in the basement, whether it's Adrian or his relationship with his son or his lost career. He has things that are bothering him. And he thinks that fighting might be a, a catharsis to get over it. And that scene that Stallone is talking about the stuff and the, the beast in him and he starts to cry. And Polly's there and he's he he's take it easy, take it easy. It's it's yeah, a beautiful if you, scene. If you think about it, like the prior to the first movie, his life is pretty horrible. It's pretty shitty. Yeah. And and the only thing that keeps him going is really this fighting. And and he doesn't have that anymore. He doesn't have Adrian anymore. He doesn't have the fighting. It's there's nothing, you know, nothing really keeping him going. Yeah. He sort of, he has Adrian's restaurant, and he's not he's not really like rich anymore. Yeah. And yeah. So so basically, he, he kind of relives his life by like recounting his tales to all this and you can see like he's telling stories oh he gets so happy and worked up yeah but they're like they've heard the story a dozen yep, times because yep. they're like f- finishing his sentences for yeah. him yeah yeah they're yeah, robotic like that. that's good yeah the stories are robotic that, that's one of the ones where frank stallone is one of the guys he's telling the story about he's oh, like and right. then i heard the greatest thing i ever heard and they go <laughs> the bell that's frank stallone <laughs> and then the guy he, hits the glass and makes yep, the bell nice. noise yeah because he's told he's told that story 50 times that week right and that's what his life is now. He's almost like a, a dog and pony show. Yeah. Yeah, that, the stu- all that stuff is great. That speech that you're talking about at City Hall, what, that, that's, a, that's a desperate man trying to cling on to anything that will still make him happy. And he has a line in that where you're talking about how he's like, he's like, as I get older, I realize when you get older, things get taken away from you. And that's part of life. There's a lot of like wisdom and advice in Rocky Balboa. I feel like they, they took... All the punchiness and all the sort of goofiness of the character, and just threw it out the window for this movie. And it was, it worked. It was for the better. Yeah, Rocky. Be- Rocky becomes wise. Mm-hmm. He he no longer has any sort of like weird faults or impediments that like stop him from, you know, from being like almost like the perfect person. He's so sweet and he's so nice and he wants to help everybody. It's like they really dial that up in this one. Yeah, they do. And we're not even mentioning what to me is. The speech, in capital letters, the speech of this movie, it's him and his kid out on the street. That speech has become a legendary kind of thing, so much so that I've been to, I go to a lot of sporting events. They use the Stallone, it doesn't matter how hard you hit, it matters how hard you can get hit and, and keep going. That's how winning is done. That speech has become a part of sports culture in general. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. 
It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. I'm always going to love you no matter what. No matter what happens. You're my son, you're my blood. You're the best thing in my life. But until you start believing in yourself, you ain't gonna have a life. Don't forget to visit your mother. It's so good. It, this is maybe the best written Rocky movie other than the first one or two. I also love the scene where, like, he's talking to him on the street. He's talking to his son, and his son says that, like, you know, don't you understand? You're embarrassing me by doing this. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to have my own life, and and I, everything I can just keep getting compared to you. And it's like now you're out here doing it again, and it's like everyone's talking about this, and, and I'm just tired of it. And it, it, you can see Rocky's like, I, I didn't, I didn't know this was generally hurting you. Like, I, I, I don't want to do it then if it's going to make you upset. Like yeah. he's he's willing to forego his entire dream mm-hmm. just to, just to like make his son happy. Do you think yeah. that's because he realizes how much he was ignoring him in the previous? It's possible, yeah, yeah. It could be building on that. Yeah. And the fact that, like you said, Milo, whatever the hell his last name is, he is a great actor, and he was great on Heroes. And I don't know watch this damn show that he's on now, but everybody loves it. Still on the show, actually. What show is, is he? Yeah, the, was This uh, Is this Us is or us. whatever? Oh. Yeah, I haven't seen that, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. That guy's a great actor, and getting him involved in this and making the son more of a part of the story rather than just, you know, uh, 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 I don't know, like not a sidekick, but an afterthought more, and having him be a more integral part of the story, I think it was a great idea, and getting this guy was a coup for them because I think this guy is really great and underrated. Not anymore. I mean, he's getting the acclaim that I think he deserves, but he was great on Heroes. Yeah, totally. Anything left to say about Oh, they got the let's get ready to rumble guy. Oh, Michael Buffer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because, I mean, he does he does all the boxing stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And mm. I don't watch that that much, but I know him and I know that he's like trademarked or copyrighted that phrase yeah, and yeah. all that and stuff. And he makes, some, he makes something insane, like $10 million a year. So I'll probably have to bleep that from what I just said. <laughs> you probably, you, you, yeah, you, uh, well, uh, yeah, that's probably. funny. Uh, he used to go on Stern and talk about how much he gets paid just to say that phrase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like even I, who am not a sports fan, I recognized him by sight right off the bat. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a very distinct looking person he does. too. Yeah, he does. And the the cinematography of this one was a bit different. It you know in the first four or five movies in the boxing scenes they were very much cinematographic, like they were like. They were in there fighting, and the camera was in there yeah. floating around with them and very close up and all this kind of stuff. And this one was more like a TV show yeah, where you yeah. got the wide shots and you got these, you know, it's like a little more verite, a little more realistic, what you would see if you were watching a match. I was hoping that you were, if you were going to bring that up, I was going to, because I think that is a huge bonus in this movie that rather than just doing the old thing over and over again, they adopt the HBO look of this. It's the graphics from HBO. It's Max Kellerman and Jim Lampley. It's the guys from HBO. And it's like you're watching 
a televised fight on HBO, even the way they shoot it. And I think that is a huge bonus for this. And and in, even into the into Creed, uh, there's a little more stylized stuff in the ring stuff in Creed than there is in this. But I love the HBO um, take on all this. It makes it, it it gives it a whole new spin. That he, like you said, he'd never done this kind of thing before. But boxing on HBO is a big deal, and it's, it's for some people. It's one of the reasons they get HBO. It's their coverage of boxing is insanely great, and for him to use it like this was a brilliant idea. Yeah, it was. It definitely felt different. It was. It was interesting and new. Um, There's these weird black and white shots with blood being in color. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was. It was. They were definitely experimenting with that. With that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Cool. Anything else? No. no. All right. Where Where do you rank it? I gotta give it an eight. Eight. Yeah. All right. I liked it. Yeah. I thought. I thought that it was. It was a better way to end the series. Mm-hmm. If you can just wipe five out of your mind you can I, I guess it's kind of hard to say that because then you wouldn't really understand why he's poor and on the street if you took if you just took five completely out of the, right. the equation but uh you know it's it's his send-off to rocky and i thought that he did you know it left everybody f- with what they wanted yeah fair enough i uh this is one of those where objectively i can say that it's a well done movie but emotionally it didn't hit me as much as some of the earlier ones so i i give it a six okay um so because i'll probably not watch it again but i can see all the points you guys made are very good and i, yeah. I agree with them but uh how about you dave i go way back up for this this is a nine out of ten for me this is one of the best ones and it's like you said eric this could have been the end this could have been a fine ending not that i'm upset that they continue with creed and we'll talk about that next but if this was the way rocky ended i think everybody would be satisfied with it and i like the idea that i i, I think stallone has a plan i'm not saying that he's a george lucas type of guy which i think george lucas is full of shit where he thought that star wars was this and it was going to be this all along i think he's full of shit I don't think Stallone thought this was the way this was all going to plan out, but he saw an opportunity to end it the way it started. Whereas in this one, just like in the first one, he leaves the ring. He doesn't care how he doesn't care about the decision, and that's a beautiful thing that he doesn't care about winning or losing. He cares about the pursuit of what he wanted to accomplish, which was getting the stuff out of the basement. And Paul even says it to him: "The stuff in the basement it ends today," and he gets it out. And he leaves. He but by the time they give the decision, he's back at the tunnel, like the end of the tunnel. And that's that's a great thing. Do you, Do you think that the getting the stuff out of the basement was just him getting back in the ring? Is that what he got out of this? Yes. Yeah. He got to he got to do that. He got to he got to put to rest um, for one last time what he could have been. Um, maybe put some stuff behind him with his son because now his son is now a part of his corner and they're back. On, like the, one of the right. big things in Rocky Five was he kept saying it over again, over again. Home team, home team. That was a thing, and right. the kid calls him on it. Like that, you're not home team. You're home team with Tommy. You're not home team with me. And now they were back on the same page. So it's it's kind of like his his uh, I don't know the answer for all the things that he was searching for at the beginning of the movie have been answered. And uh, I, 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 the only part, the only problems I have with is, is the woman. I think the, it's not a, it's not a romance. What it was, no, friendship. Yeah, it, yeah, sort of a friendship, uh, mentorship. Eh. Not mentorship because she's not into boxing. But yeah. like, he helps her out. He helps her and her son out. Yeah, gives her a job. You know. 
Yeah, I was worried they were going to have another similar thing with the kid. Her kid, his name is Steps or whatever his kid is. That was kind of pointless, and I didn't need that. Um like just connect with your kid. Don't connect. I, I with think. The, I kid. think the the point of that was to kind of show how he longs and misses for a father son like relationship, and then it, it's yeah. the catalyst for him to get back together with his son. Yeah, because there is a scene then when finally they get back and it gets Tony Burton back, and he's like, "We're going to build some Burton bombs." You know, all that. Oh, that, that whole, whole segment tra- is great. Yeah. The training scene. It's great. Even as an old guy, you get to see him still doing this kind of stuff. There's a scene where Robert looks at steps and kind of gives him a nod. So you're kind of like, okay, these guys aren't going to, I don't want a subplot where steps and Robert were vying for Rocky's attention. <laughs> right. Th- that would have been stupid. Yeah. But they gave each other the nod. It's like, okay, they're all on the same team and I'm with this and I, and I love it. And the only other problem I have with it, and I don't know, like, I, I don't know why this bothers me. He's in the cemetery at the end. He goes one last time to Adrian's grave. And as he walks away, in the background, Rocky disappears. Why does he disappear? Hmm. I don't know if I noticed that. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember that either. So it's, just like they did a little fade out of him. Yeah, he's walking the like, landscape there. It's the it's I guess the tombstone is in the is in the foreground, and you see him walking around in the background. And as he walks away, he vanishes. It's because the entire thing was him as a ghost. <laughs> that's, that's I'm sure there is fan fiction out there that about Rocky vanishing because for no reason. I, I think it's a it's, it's really his bad unfinished choice. business that keeps him here on Earth, and yeah, you know, he, he got his last fight and he gets to go to heaven. Like he was Patrick Swayze in Ghost. Like <laughs> he had to have that last fight and then he gets to go to heaven. I don't like. I hate the fact that he disappears for some reason. I don't know. It, it just bothers me. But I love this movie. I gave it a 9 out of 10. All right. So uh, IMDb comes in at 7.2, and uh, Rotten Tomatoes is 76%. So nice. strong, strong showing. Yeah. All right. Let's round this puppy out with Creed. Mm-hmm. Round seven. Round seven. <laughs> ding. Ding. As yeah. a policy. <laughs> well done. <laughs> uh came out in 2015 uh director ryan coogler who did fruitvale station before this and black panther just recently all with michael b jordan yeah his muse yeah. his michael g jordan, michael b jordan <laughs> muse. uh budget 35 million gross any guesses i'm gonna go with 105 Dave? Yeah, I'm thinking somewhere because as you've gone on through the years, it's harder to predict because yeah. <laughs> movie ticket movie tickets cost more now. Right. So the numbers go up just because it's 2000, whatever you said, 15. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say 120. 109.7. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Very good. Uh, IMDb says the former heavyweight champion Rocky Balboa serves as trainer and mentor to Adonis Johnson the son of his late friend and former rival, Apollo Creed. And this is great because the, I mean, it goes back to the marketing of this movie because the trailer barely has Rocky in it at all. Yeah. And it goes for probably like a minute and a half before you see him. And so it's like, you you don't even know it's a Rocky movie for a lot of the trailer. And then it's like, oh, hey, cool. He's in this. So that was pretty cool. Um, we start with a fight in juvenile hall. A young Adonis Johnson uh, gets in a fight. Um, there's a woman who visits him, turns out to be his, uh, his mother, uh, Felicia Rashad, 
right? Well, it's not his. Not his oh it's, no, it's, it's not his it's, mother. It's yeah. a social worker. No, 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 no. It's 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 um, it's Apollo's uh, oh. wife. Oh, it is Apollo. Yeah, because the kid, the kids, uh, the kids, the mistress's it's child. The mistress's child. Yeah, and so she she feels it's her responsibility to find Apollo's son and take him in. Yeah, gotcha. Right. I kind of got confused as like who she was. Was she the mistress or was she the no, wife? No, no. She, she was Apollo's wife. She's the wife, but she picks him up even though he's the mistress's kid. Got yeah. it. All right. So we cut to him now grown up fighting in a Mexican boxing ring uh, and then cut to him working in an office 12 hours later. <laughs> I, I don't understand why he needed to fight in Mexico. He couldn't just fight in some local fights in L.A. I guess he's yeah. trying to hide from the fact that he's – but he's got a different he's name. He's got a different name. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. Maybe he just couldn't get licensed in America or something. Yeah, yeah nobody really – where is he split? Maybe just because of where he is in – if he's in San Diego, it's not like a far drive. That's to, true, yeah, yeah. To Tijuana or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, right. So he goes to Apollo's old gym, but they won't train him. Uh, I don't remember why. Do you remember why they wouldn't train him? Is he? I can't remember. Was he still not saying that he was Apollo's yeah, son? Yeah, no, so, that doesn't come out till much later. Yeah, so they, they, there's they, nobody. I think I think it was because that he he had a rich background. Yeah, because this, oh, and and, and the, the guy who was training him was like, all these kids, they need this shot, like to get off the streets. Right. You actually have a job, and you actually can support yourself. And you went to college. You don't you don't have the same need for me to train you that they do. It's this running thing through it, and it even becomes his nickname. He's Hollywood. Uh, that right. that he's he he doesn't have the eye of the tiger like these other people. <laughs> so they're all just like, yeah, you know, you, you maybe have some technical skill, but you don't have the heart, kid, because you haven't had, like Eric said, to to earn it and to live and die with it like these other people have. Right. So eventually, he makes it over to Philly and asks Rocky to train him. Uh, Rocky refuses at first. Uh, I heard about a third fight between you and Apollo. Behind closed doors. That true? How'd you hear about that? Who won? It's kind of a secret. What'd you say your name was? Don. Okay. Well, the girl said you wanted to talk about something? Yeah, I want to talk to you about training me. Training? <laughs> I don't do that stuff no more. Sorry about that. Listen, it's getting kind of late, kid, so I'm going to uh, close up. How good was he? Apollo, yeah, he's great. He's a perfect fighter. Ain't nobody ever better. So how'd you beat him? Time beat him. Time, you know, takes everybody out. It's undefeated. And then we get a bit with Adonis. Uh, he's living in this apartment, and his downstairs neighbor is this hot girl who plays her music too loud. Yeah. Who's um, going deaf, yeah. And she's going <laughs> deaf. And she turns about, she's the one from the new Thor movie. Oh. Yeah, she's Valkyrie. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't even put that together. Wow. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't either. I had to look it up. He goes over and joins Mickey's old gym, and he eventually he keeps like asking Rocky to give him some drills and stuff like that, and eventually Rocky tells him some stuff. Rocky visits Adrian and Polly's graves, because now Polly's dead. Rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> Eric, Eric is so upset. <laughs> <laughs> at, at that point, I turned the movie off and stopped watching. <laughs> like, no more Polly. Yeah. You did. You got up. Fuck this shit. And you're done. Uh, And then finally, uh, Rocky goes back and and agrees to train Adonis. And we get a training montage. The gym guy, help me out with this. The gym guy offers Adonis a fight with his son. Yeah, yeah. And Adonis moves into Rocky's place to train more. Yeah. 
And then he does. Goes, but the guy wants Rocky to train his kid because the guy's he's known him forever and he's always been asking him to to train his kid and then when Rocky does agree to train Adonis, the guy gets Jealous, more jealous. But, but he doesn't know that it's Creed's son. He doesn't so, know. Yeah. So he just thinks, he, he just him. thinks that that Rocky's training some kid, and it's not his. And right. he's been he, they're old friends, and he's been asking him. Yeah, right. And when he does find out, I guess he's the one that leaks it, isn't he? I, think I forget. So, yeah. Yeah. The dad of the other kid, he finds out. He's like, I because it be, it's before the fight. He's just like, I know he's got Creed's blood or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. And Rocky's trying to downplay the whole thing because Adonis doesn't want people to know because he wants to earn it on his own and not on his name right but then he has to he in order to get the big fight at the end he has to put the name back yeah right Right. yeah so he has that fight and there's another one that's fight in the middle of the movie yeah 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 yeah. um which i noticed was one long steadicam take yeah which okay yeah, yeah looks really looks good um and then so he he wins in the second round um, and then there's the British guy. What's the British boxer's name? I forget. Oh, yeah. It's- I forget his name. I think he's a real fighter, too. Yeah. And so was the guy that knocked him out for the car keys in the uh, in the gym. Oh, where he broke fighter. his jaw, yeah. Where he broke his jaw. Yeah, that guy's a real fighter. Oh. Uh, so uh, Rocky ends up in the hospital because it turns out he has cancer. And he decides not to take treatment and not to tell anyone. I love some of the phrases he used, like like a uh, wo- oh, yeah. woman's cancer. <laughs> like, Come on, Adrian died. Adrian died of the woman's cancer. Yeah, Mr. Balboa. Thanks for coming in on such short notice. Well, we went through your test results, and mm-hmm. your biopsy came back showing signs of large cell non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. What's I do? Well, it's a form of cancer. I know that sounds scary, but the good news is we caught it early. However, we will have to remove the tumor in your lymph nodes and start chemotherapy immediately. Ah, my wife tried that. Mr. Balboa, as far as options for treatment, this is the best plan of action. No, I understand, but my wife tried that, and uh, I don't think I want to do it. It didn't turn out so good, but it's okay. With treatment, you'll still have a very good chance of recovery. Without it... I'm okay with it, really. Well, at least take these. It has information on your diagnosis and options for treatment. We can start... Thank you very much. Well, listen, I appreciate if you wouldn't say nothing to nobody, okay? And Adonis calls him Unk the yeah, whole time, yeah. which I love. I love when the, the doctor's like, you got non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And he's like, huh? <laughs> like, it's cancer. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. He was nominated for an Oscar for this. No, yeah, he um, was, yeah. yeah. Okay. And he won the Golden Globe for this. I love that guy. There, yeah, there, I remember there was talk and there was a push to see if they could get him a... An Academy Award. Yeah, how they do, they kind of like the nod to, oh, maybe he yeah. should have won one and for Rocky won. And- yeah, and that's, yeah, that's what they do. Like the Academy is always giving away Oscars for something you should have gotten it for. Yeah, because <laughs> what? The original Rocky won for Best Picture and Best Director? Yeah, and he made, did he win for Screenplay? Or no, I th- yeah. actually, you know, you're right. It might have been for Screenplay and Picture. 
But he 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 didn't win anything he didn't himself. Get anything for yeah. Actor or director. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. Actually, well, no, he didn't win anything. So yeah, it, it, I don't think it won screenplay. I think it was right. I think it was best director and best uh, uh, picture. Best picture. Oh, okay. It was definitely best picture. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So uh, eventually, um, Adonis convinces Rocky to get the cancer treatment because it's the only way he'll let him train him. So they cut back and forth between the cancer treatments and the training and blah 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 blah. Um, they get to the big fight. Uh, it's a really big, it's a really close fight, but Adonis loses by split decision. Um, but everyone is cheering his name and then Rocky and Adonis go up the art museum steps. Yep. So I don't have a lot of notes for this one, but I, I really enjoyed it both times that I've yeah, seen yeah, it. Yeah. It's a really good movie. I like it. It is nothing, not much to criticize. No, no. I think the only thing, the only, the only beef I have against it is I don't like that they painted him to be the son of infidelity because it kind of tarnishes Apollo. Yeah, it does a little because you're you're left with Apollo being a hero and he died a hero's death and he was this great guy. And 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 now it turns out he, he cheated on his wife like a couple months before the, the, you know, the the Drago match. And you're like, that just seems convenient and and out of character. Yeah. His, because the thing about it is like, even from the first couple movies, his, his, and even this one too, his wife is like, she's a, she's a tough broad. So she's, you know, I don't, I don't buy it that he was (laughs) running around behind her because she would have smacked him around. Right. That part does seem like it's a convenience for the plot. Yeah. We need need a son of Creed who. I don't see why it couldn't have just been like that. You know, she was pregnant and didn't know it right. like a couple months before the fight. And, and this kid never met his father and yeah. and he had anger issues and he spent some time in juvie. And yeah, because yeah, we wouldn't have known Apollo's whole history. It's a it's a Rocky franchise. If stuff was going on with Apollo, like him continuing his fight career or having kids, or having we a kid, yeah. Nece- yeah. yeah, we wouldn't have necessarily known about it. Yeah, we didn't really get into the, any of that. I feel like a lot of that may, may have just been because, again, like Ryan Coogler loves working with Ryan B. Jordan or Michael B. Jordan. I feel like and Michael B. Jordan's born after a uh, Creed was died. So in order to yeah. make the, in order, like I think his intention was like, gotta get, gotta get him in there as the fighter. And we, let's, let's find a plot that makes it. So the age like matches up, but I mean, it would match up whether he was legitimate or not. I know <laughs> who knows. It just seemed, yeah, it just seemed too weird and convenient to mm-hmm. like an unnecessary plot device that the story could have gone without. With. Yeah, it's true. And you can't you can't do that to Carl Weathers, man. Come on. Or uh, Apollo Creed. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you have two strong leads here. I mean, yeah. Jordan and and Stallone are just top of their game right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like seeing. I mean, he's done it before, but he was really good as a trainer in this one. Mm-hmm. Rocky, I, I thought he was doing a really good job. Um, and all that extensive uh, boxing knowledge that you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But uh, he impressed wise. me with his boxing knowledge. <laughs> So yeah, I'm glad uh, they I'm glad they didn't make it Rocky's son. Yeah, I no, I do oh, agree with geez. that. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been too predictable and after having met him and known him in the other movies, you can't just turn that guy into a boxer. He was a I don't know what he was. He was like some kind of investment guy or something like that. Accountant or something. Yeah. 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 And you so I'm glad like, they them, Yeah. They've already I'm glad they made it a him. random guy with Tommy Gunn like yeah. he trained yeah. some yeah, random yeah. dude. So they had to give some connection to him and this is what they came up with. Yeah, I think it's a good choice. And yeah, Michael yeah, yeah. B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan is great. All right. Uh, how are we scoring it? I'm going to give this one an eight. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'm at a seven. What about you, Dave? I'm at a seven as well. I, I, I think it's a little dull at times. 
uh, and it's a little maudlin at times with the Rocky Cancer stuff. Right. And I've always been a big proponent in any movies of killing people off. And I thought this was going to be a way for him to kill Rocky. And I think I think at some point Rocky does need to die. I thought he was going to die in Rocky Balboa. I thought they could, they could have him die in the ring. Sure. I think like Han Solo needed to die better than he did, but he needed to die. Indiana Jones needs to die. Rocky needs to die at some point. And I thought maybe they were going to do it here, but they didn't. So I think some of that stuff was a little sappy, but I'm going with it enough to give it a seven. This movie contains the best explanation of the use of the word John. I forgot that they talked about that in this one. I've been trying to explain this to people for a long time that are from this area. How to use the word John, and she does a perfect job. So if you want to learn how to use the word John, you watch Rocky or you watch Creed. So are you back there, John this, John that? What's a John? It's a noun. Okay. It's like a Steve, these is Johns, this is a John, wow. this restaurant was sitting in, this is a John, you were John. You got a John? Like a dude. No. I got so much going on right now. I really okay, liked uh, the latest version of the Grady's where. The third co-host kept using it so terribly bad. <laughs> he did. That was great. He kept using it as an adjective. It's, yeah. it's a noun. It's an all-purpose <laughs> noun. Just use it as a noun. This is I, a John. That's a John. This is my John. Like yeah. She does a good job. So if you want to learn how to use that word and sound like you're from Philadelphia, go ahead and watch Greed. You know, the funny part is I never heard that word until like two years ago. Really? Yeah. I don't know when when was it a thing you were when you were growing up? Yeah, we always said it. I'd never heard of it until I read like a stupid article on on the web about the word John used in Philadelphia. I'm like, what are you talking about? I've never heard of this. <laughs> and now every every time I listen to a podcast with you and Christy on it, you talk you use it all the time. And that's the only time I've heard it hear it. I'm trying to spread the word throughout the country. So anytime <laughs> anybody that's listening to this wants to use the word John, I think you should go ahead and give it a shot. Okay, so anytime you want to substitute a noun, just throw it in there. That's all I'm saying. I don't even know that I'm doing it half the time. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, so I, I give it a 7 out of 10. All right. it, it, it's, it's not as good as some of the predecessors, but certainly solid. Definitely. Uh, IMDb gives it a 7.6, and Rotten Tomatoes a striking 95%. Whoa. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. So, as we like to do on the show is uh, once we've uh, gone through all the movies, uh, we've given our scores and talked about where we thought it, it faltered. Um, where, how do you think we could have they could have saved it, or what, what could have been done better to save these movies? Uh, this is one of those rare things where they, they did save it. They they did they, come. They back. turned it. They turned it around. It's, yeah. The last two have been positive. So, yeah. and I think it's sticking to. It's coming up with believable storylines and sticking to the core message of Rocky. Yeah, and not making it like. That five is just a cheap attempt to be like, oh, got to put your family first. Like, right? It's 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 a whole thing built on a single message, and it's not even the Rocky message. I mean, I get I get what you're saying with the whole home team thing, but it's like that's not the Rocky message, right? It's more of like a personal like struggle to do your to be the best person you can be, not like oh, family comes first, right? Yeah, I, 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 I kind of agree with that, that I don't really think that they ever got worse. I think they took a different tone, but only five is really questionable, and it's a small dip in an anthology of 
pure enjoyment to me. Um, there are certainly criticisms, the inconsistencies in his behavior, Rocky becoming henpecked in three, this eye injury. Um, I think what maybe, maybe a criticism of it is that it did become redundant. And sometimes redundancy is a good thing. And I'm, I'm not really criticizing it for that, but I can see how people say, would say this was redundant, that he loses the first fight, wins the second fight. There's the Adrian pep talk, there's a training montage, and he wins the last fight. That's the Rocky pattern. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I guess that is a criticism, but it's not one from me, necessarily. If I were to watch this, I, and I just, one of the breaks we took, I was talking to my son. My son's 16. One of the joys that I've gotten is sharing this with my son. And I'm sure people that are our age that have teenagers or even, I mean, he started watching these movies when he was little because they're, they're basically clean. Yeah. Um, is sharing these with your kids. And my son is a huge Rocky fan. And I can see him passing this down. It's become like a thing in our in our family, I guess. The, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a tradition. And I, I like I like the idea of that. And I, if I were to watch this by myself, though, I think I would Star Wars this. I would start with four and watch it from then and then watch one, two, and three as a prequel. Huh. Be- because once you're in four, I think it's because of Mickey mostly. I think Mickey, we talked a little bit about Mickey, but I think Mickey's importance in the franchise is, is heavier than we gave it attention. Oh, and definitely. if you start... Yeah, he's yeah. Mr. Miyagi of this. Yeah, yeah. he's the Obi Wan of this yeah. this situation. So if you start at four, you don't get Mickey. If you're if you're new to the franchise, which nobody really is, but if but you started, my, at four, my problem with starting with four is that you lose like you lose the whole friendship you get with uh, Apollo and three, so that when he dies, you're just sort of like, who's this guy? Like, because the movie kind of opens with Apollo. And then you're sort of like, well, who's this guy going to go fight this Russian guy for him? Like, I don't really understand their relationship. And you're right; it's not it's not a perfect Star Wars analogy with the, an original trilogy prequels kind of thing. But as fans, I think now that start, we start all with are, three. you could start with three. I was basing it more on Mickey than Apollo. Hmm. That if you didn't watch the first three, and then you saw this guy and who he was, and went back and watched what would be the original trilogy or the prequels of Rocky, you would see how Mickey impacted his life. And the death of Mickey in three would weigh heavier even than it does, I think. Hmm. I'm not saying it's perfect, but it might be a fun thing to do. If I was going to do it out of order, I think I would do three, one, two, and then the rest of them. Okay. Just yeah, because, this is just, a, just because you, you get... That, that way, Mick dies at the end of three... Middle of three. Or the middle of three, and then you kind of go back and you see the origin of, of Rocky having been on top and how he got there. And why he cares so much. And why he cares. Yeah, exactly. Sort of the machete order. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, love the, I love that idea of the, like this Pulp Fiction, you know, like telling a story out of order is it's pretty it's a pretty gutsy thing to do i think when you're making a franchise and i'm not saying a salon isn't gutsy for doing it most people do it this way but you could do it on your own that's all i'm trying to say sure 
Fair enough. Yeah, the only the only things I would comment about fixing it, and you guys have thought much more deeply about this because the series means much more to you guys <laughs> than it does to me. But um, I would get rid of the Hulk Hogan part in three, oh, yeah. and I'd yeah. get rid of the robot. And- That's the thing is, I feel like you could go through these. They're not. Like we talked about they're not terrible movies. Yeah, they're actually like well done. They just have bad just elements. Some bad to elements. Them. So I feel like if you could just go yeah. through and comb out some right. of the crappier, and then just get rid of five. Yeah. And one, two, three, four, six, seven are great. Yeah, yeah. I am so glad we did this. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. And I'm so glad you were here, Dave. You brought so much uh, passion and information uh, that um, doing this series without you would have been uh, a lot less uh, interesting. You know what? I just figured out. I just figured out an ending to uh, to Balboa. Oh yeah, yeah. After the fight, he has a heart attack and dies. Yeah, sure. That would have been great. Yeah, and then and then you see the grave scene, mm-hmm. and then he disappears. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not bad. I like that. Because you, you, you like you expect if if he's gonna die, you expect him to die in the ring. You yeah. expect him to die. Something, but it's like no, it's just a simple. He, maybe he even just passes in his sleep mm-hmm. because he's. he's he fulfilled what he was, you know, he got rid of the yeah. demons or whatever. It's, or the, it's like the wrestler, right? You yeah. Know, you know, he's about to die and he just jumps into the ring. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. That, because that takes care of him dying and it also would explain the disappearing. But <laughs> if, if he <laughs> right. were to, and, and say the first time you're, you're, you're seeing this, you didn't realize, you see him walk off and yeah. he waves and walks into the dressing room. And the next shot is the shot that it is at the cemetery and he disappears. And they even put up a graphic. Rocky passed away five minutes after the fight. You would get this huge chill and it would like, it, it would kind of. I think it would be a sweet ending. Yeah. He died doing what he loved, but it wasn't so on the nose that he died in the ring and became maudlin again. I hate it when things are maudlin. <laughs> the death of Apollo Creed is a little over the top. It is, yeah. With him holding him, and if he dies, he dies, and the bloody yeah. towel, and yeah, the yeah. damn towel. And oh, like it, yeah. I, <laughs> you know, it's, it's good, and I, I always will give it a pass, but it's kind of stupid. Uh, if that happened with Rocky in this, you're right. It would be too on the nose. I like your idea. No, you you end also. No, you end actually with uh, the the once Rocky disappears, Polly shows up, and it's a Rocky grave. Nice. So oh. you see a you see the back of a grave. Yeah, and you're assuming it's Adrian, but when the camera pans around, Rocky Balboa. Yeah, I like it. And you tie in you tie in the the Polly brotherly love where he yeah you know he comes and, and says he misses him and. And it's right next to Adrian's. Yeah. I was wondering if you wouldn't mind marrying me too much. All right. Well, we'll email Stallone tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Get this all straightened out. Uh, Excellent. <laughs> well, uh, thank you all for listening to uh, another episode of Sequel Harder. Thank you, Dave and Eric, for uh, making this quite entertaining. And uh, Thank you. You can find us on the web at uh, neozaz.com, of course, and on Facebook at Sequel Harder and on Twitter at Sequel Harder. And you can email us at sequelharder at gmail.com. Please send in your thoughts about the Rocky series or any of our other previous ones. And uh, we will see you next time. Bye.